good morning to you. Happy Friday. Congratulations, you made it. Some of you, nip and tuck, weren't sure you were going to be here. But look at that. You made it to Friday. We're excited for you. It's Bruce and Judy. We've got uh, uh, DJ Tom over there. Thank you very much. Glad you're wearing your beanie today. Don't like seeing the top of your head. Uh, and you know what? Everybody has a, a hometown or a neighborhood that's maybe famous for a food, famous for a dish. What is your town famous for? What is the thing when people, like, a great way to put it, people come from out of town. Oh my God, you have to have the blank. 312-591-8900. Judy? Well, okay. First of all, growing up in Chicago, so when I was young, it was always the tamales. I don't know why in Chicago. Mm-hmm. any So many good tamale places. But now when people come, I take them to this place, the corridor, which, by the way, is where my chili cook-off will be happening next week. They do a spin on egg rolls. Egg rolls? Egg rolls. So they're huge egg rolls, first of all. They're not those Give me an ones. example of how big an egg roll is. Um, It's, you know, probably a good... Bigger yes. than a bread box? Yeah, six inches. I don't know. I mean, what's an egg roll is usually like a little... It's a tiny know, little yeah, thing. tiny little yeah. thing. Like large This is a nugget. big, fat egg roll, <laughs> and they have Italian beef. In their egg rolls. With hot jardinier. Delicious. Ooh. My ultimate egg roll when I go there, the Reuben, is so good. Oh, my gosh. So you take a Reuben sandwich, and you, you roll it up in mm-hmm. dough, and you deep fry it. Okay. Yeah, wh- right? Is that Did you hear the right. words you just said? They're yeah. like so unbelievably So they have yummy. a variety of, of, yeah, of egg strange you egg, rolls. egg rolls. At this point, they're not egg rolls anymore. No. It feels like. You it's know. kind of just oh, a egg rolls. sandwich. No, they're egg rolls. It's the same kind of covering. Yeah. It's the wrap. It, it, okay. it's I think that, other countries have names for things like that. They've done that as well. I mean, well, I mean, if you think about it, it's more like a chimichanga. Oh, yeah. Mm. The Reuben chimichanga. Yo, right? <laughs> yeah, that does not flow off the tongue. And I mean, no. I get, I mean, because that's all that is, right? Kind of, yeah, meat and cheese. Are you trying to so, ruin my favorite uh, no, meal? I mean, we're no. just trying to categorize. I think mean, <clears throat> Mexicans call it a chimichanga. Asians call it an egg roll. It's, apparently, it's all the same thing. <laughs> you know? No, but it's a different, it's a flour tortilla compared to a, a, an That's egg true. roll is a different wrap. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. light and airy. I mean, it's I have no it's idea what egg delicious. rolls are made out of. And then yeah. I have to also, there's a place called Babcock's uh, Grove, which is what Lombard used to be called before it was called Lombard. And they I, there are great burgers in Lombard for some reason. We've got like, they have a smashed potato burger. Have you ever had one of those? Mm. <gasps> What's the deal with that? What's a potato burger? Yeah. Okay, there's mashed potatoes on top of your hamburger. Oh, oh on top of, not, not mixed in with <laughs> no, it. Because I was like, that in, sounds no. interesting. I'm it's not a, opposed to that. It's a yeah. delicious cheeseburger, actually. And then cheeseburger they, with mashed potato. Buttermilk chive potatoes on, on top. <laughs> to die for it's really really good wow yeah so they've got some uh I've, I, as, as a hamburger aficionado i don't think i've ever had God, mashed potatoes it, I, on my hamburger i copy it at home and mm-hmm. it's still i even make it delicious it's like a sloppy joe kind of yeah. doesn't it go everywhere when no you, no it's it's how, so how weird compact do you have to make your, your well you uh, don't put a, you don't put you probably your whole plate of mashed potatoes on top you just put enough a, a dabble right okay right Interesting. it's a, such a Oh my god! And it, it goes back to how you eat, I guess. I if I had a piece of meat in my place with mashed potatoes and something else, gee, I would eat it all together anyway. Oh, they're not allowed to touch. Yeah, see? yeah, you got to have the little plate dividers. That's the way God intended. <laughs> it's mm. all going to touch on this burger, baby. Yeah. 
So it's, it's absolutely delicious. That is interesting. Yeah. Mm. I, I've literally never heard of that yeah. before, Isn't but it, it sounds fun? fantastic. And I, when I had like, it, I, I used to put my French fries on my McDonald's hamburger. Same you know, concept. That's the way to do it. Same right. concept. I think, I mean, we talked about that secret menu earlier, I think yeah. earlier in the week. Put it, I, I'm glad that they're doing that. Just putting the fries on the burger, you can make Well, you that also happen think you're you. supposed to dunk your fries in your chocolate shake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hello? My kids used to do that, and I thought it was gross. No, it's Let me say, though, I was actually in Greece eating a yiddo, as they Dessert say. Night. Um, The best way I've ever seen it served. And, of course, it's it's you know Greek, because that's what it is. They gave me the euro, which you They don't have. call it Greek food there. Yeah. No, they just call it food. <laughs> <laughs> so Can was, I get some Greek food here? <laughs> You're in Greece. What you, know, you want? Yeah, get the Greek food here. It's all Greek food at this I'll point. I tell you how it's Greek. <laughs> you know what's funny, you guys? You would think that lamb would be big. No, no, they push the pork in Greece. Anyway, the euro it came in a like a cone, so you could hold it. So it's a street yeah. euro, which was. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching him make it. He's making the euro, and he's putting all the sauce, and I'm like, oh my god, that looks so good. And at the end, dumps a whole handful of fries on top. Wow. Whoa. That's the way to do it. Yes, it was. This is kind of like my, my theory. I might have to adjust my theory. Well, I have a chocolate chip theory that anything good can be made better with chocolate chips. I'll give you an example. Yeah. Pancakes, chocolate chip pancakes, better. Boom. Muffins, good. Chocolate chip muffins, better. Same. Cookies, good. Chocolate chip cookies, better. I rest my case. But I wonder if, if, if the, the, uh, the salty version of that is French fries. Anything mm. good can be made better yeah. by throwing... Fries. Those in, I think that might be something. I, I think you're on to something. Two great examples, and they ap- it absolutely well, it sounds fantastic. Absolutely worked. Yeah, and I'm thinking if they do it in Greece, that's the way it should be done here. Why aren't we throwing fries on top? Yeah, but we well, we call things like you know Italian food here that Italians look at and go, "What's that crap? That's not <laughs> Italian yeah. food." You guys, just because you call it Italian food, don't blame us. Yeah. We didn't do it. <laughs> Namely, Italian bread with butter, which we always, when I was in Italy, we asked for it every dinner. And they were like, what do you want bread for? Yeah. Why are you trying to fill up on bread? I, I, what, you, you hate our like, food? What? Isn't that, that's from you, right? And they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. This is not Olive French. Garden. Look at okay? us the disgusting walk away. The Olive Garden. When you're here, why are you here? Yeah. Because, uh, I don't know if I've had worse Italian food than the It's Olive not Garden. Italian food. Yeah, Hold on a second. Let's get one thing straight. The okay, Olive Garden is okay. Italian inspired. Yeah. The Olive Garden is to Italian food what Taco Bell is to Mexican food. It's inspired by it. You know, it's in the realm of. Based on a true cuisine. Based on. (laughs) Yes, that might be a better way to put it. Based on. Yeah. Well, but the big shock is when you go to these countries and have their food and you're like, what is this? Yeah. Nick? Are you hip to the horseshoe sandwich? Are you familiar? I am not familiar with a horseshoe. You would love uh, this. Uh, Very big downstate, invented in Springfield, Illinois. I've been to Springfield multiple times. How come I haven't had the horseshoe? I don't know. You take some Texas toast. Okay. Put it down. Got it. Put some meat on top of that. Loose meat. Loose meat. French fries. Sounds like SOS. Ooh. And cheese sauce. Shut the front door. So it's like an open face meat sandwich with With cheesy fries. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Yep. That's a staple. Do you put syrup on it? No, no, it's not breakfast. You said, oh, Texas toast, not French toast. Yeah. Texas right. toast instead of a hamburger okay, bun, if you will. Yeah, a big thick uh, cut of bread, mm-hmm. so to speak. Okay, so uh, next time, I'm, and I'm, I'll be in Springfield a little bit later here. So I, when I go to Springfield, okay. I need to have the horseshoe. So it looks like one yep. of those things where I, I'm going to need a nap after I oh, take yeah. it. Yeah. That and yeah, probably sure. a bath, quite honestly. <laughs> I'm going to, I don't know, a shower's going to get all that off. Yeah. I feel like any open face sandwich on a menu is always good. Hmm. 
It looks fantastic. I'm, I just well, I had French fries, and that theory really works because <sighs> yeah. Well, again, mm. French fries on anything. I on anything. I'm pretty sure. Well, next time my uh, my fiance cooks, I'll be like, "Hon, can you put just get some orida on there?" So I grew up in in Tucson, Arizona. So my hometown, I, 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 I you say famous for. And I don't know if it's obvious, but Mexican food, you know, and, and like authentic Mexican. Again, not Taco Bell. My problem is I don't like Mexican food, but I don't like Mexican food for a very specific reason. I do not like, nor will I eat, in no specific order, tomatoes, beans, peppers, or chilies. Having mm. said that, tell me the Mexican food that doesn't contain one, if not all three of those items. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't think it exists. It's at th- That's all it is. They put that together and then they cook, bake, wrap it in a variety of different ways, but it's all the same stuff. And so, like, I go to Mexican food restaurant, do you have anything without chilies, peppers, beans, or tomatoes? And they're like, you can just leave now. Gringo. Yeah. <laughs> We've had enough of you. There's a Wendy's down the street. I had a, uh, there was a, it, there was a Mexican restaurant, like an authentic, like mom and pop kind of Mexican restaurant. It was across the street from work. And everybody used to go there all the time. And I'd be like, well, I don't know, go and have a Diet Coke, I guess. You know, that's fine. I, I could eat anything there. And, and I got to talking to them and they go, well, you know, I told them what I didn't like about Mexican. But they go, we're going to make you a Mexican hamburger. I go, what? And they go, we're going to take ground beef, <laughs> cheese, wrap it in tortilla, we're going to deep fry it, and basically you have a chimichanga, a ground beef chimichanga mm-hmm. with nothing else on it. They go, we're going to call it the Mexican cheeseburger. I go, <laughs> now you're cooking on the front burner. I like yeah. this. So I go in and go, Mexican cheeseburger, please. It's ki- it, ki- it sounds kind of good. Yeah. I'll try it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ground beef, cheese, wrapped in a tortilla, deep fried. So you, do- how about the tomatoes? Do you like tomatoes? No, 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 no I said no, I don't like tomatoes. How about lettuce? Lettuce, onion? You can no onion. Other. I'll do okay. a little lettuce, but little lettuce. I don't like All mixed right. in with my food. I like it in salad form. Yeah, so you, do, I guess you just don't like Mexican food. No, I, I'm pretty clear on that. How about I rice? I, How about rice? Mm. Not Mexican rice. I like white rice. White rice. I, yeah. Well, I'm racist. And you call yourself you half Texan. Yeah. I know. Oh, believe me. Yeah. Your yeah. dad must be disappointed oh, in your my food dad, pyramid. My dad made his own salsa. Okay. Yeah. Jose's Gringo Salsa, and my dad made salsa, and he would make it in one alarm, two alarm, three alarm, four alarm versions <laughs> with varying levels of heat. Yeah. When he would make it in the, he would make it in the kitchen in one of those, you know how, I don't know how to describe it. Like a vat? Those things where you, 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 you like you give a baby a bath in, you know what I'm saying? It's like a big plastic tub. Sure. A vat. And he would make his salsa in there. And the fumes coming out of the kitchen would make me cry. And I was like, I'm leaving the house as long as you're making this crap. I can't do it. I can't do it at all. Hey, good morning. Happy Friday to you. It's a little bit chilly outside. 18 degrees. They say that it's kind of snowing in some place, but it's one of those things where there's like a snow every six seconds kind of goes by you. You know what I'm saying? When I was walking in, I go, I guess technically it's snowing, but I don't really call that it's snow. It's like enough to keep us on our toes, right? Like we're like, yeah. what? Is that a snowflake? And you're is just that, kind of more, waiting. More yes. to come. But yeah, There's no more no. to come. There, no more well, there is a little bit later today, but very light. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce and Judy with you. And you know, one of the one of the great things about Chicago historically has been kind of these, these street fests, these... Food festivals. We were just talking about food. Neighborhoods getting together, blocking the streets off. And honestly, you know, 
a lot of them kind of went by the wayside uh, last couple of years. They didn't happen. Do we need to? I don't really want to talk about why. Um, but hopefully, and it looks like they might be coming back this year. Fingers crossed. Yeah, not only those uh, neighborhood fests, but the big city-sponsored ones like uh, the Blues Fest, Air and Water Show. Now, they did have the Air and Water Show last well, year. Well, it was like Air and Water Show light, right? Right, yeah. No spectators. The Blue Angels, yeah. well. Oh, no, we did. It was the Blue just, Angels flew over. Was I, was, I went out and stood out there on yeah. the pier and watched I think them. it yeah. was just the Blue Angels show. Right. Well, that yeah. was my whole thing. I go, right. well, is it technically air and water when it's just air? Yeah. And only one thing. Contain no water. It lasted 15 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. So that is going to come back in a big way. Um, the World Music Fest. Uh, we did have Lala Palooza last year, so I'm assuming we're going to have it That's still going to happen, yeah. yeah. Color high water. Now, I'm a little bit disappointed. Um, well, first of all, I'm disappointed that Chicago Fest went away. That was about 20 years ago. Years ago. I know. Bruce, you can, yeah, maybe like 30, 40, but you could not imagine. It used to be held on Navy Pier. Okay. When you would have not recognized Navy Pier, right, you know back, what it before, was then? Before there was, was a, 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 a Ferris wheel yeah, and uh, exactly bars and a hotel. It looks like the pier was built just to support all that, but no, right. it used to be actually a functioning pier. Oh yeah, huge. So they had what they called Chicago Fest. It was. I'm led to believe the Navy used it at one point. Yes, that's where so most of the World War II uh, uh, aircraft pilots, uh, yeah. pilots qualified. Exactly. Isn't mm-hmm. that crazy when you think about it? And now it's like well, a, you go out to the park. end of the pier, and you know, there's that plaque. Mm-hmm. That explains a little bit behind it, and is is a I, uh, I guess the term is a memorial to those that were training and didn't make it. I mean, you know, not everybody apparently right. took off and landed, right? Uh, you know, I mean, and so there's a a bit of a memorial there if you go all the way to the end of the pier right. uh, for those those or even on the aviators on the north side of the pier, which because everything's on the south side of the Most pier, of it, yeah, yeah. So the north side is where they still you know hook up. Well, and we still have boats there, but they're of course tourist boats, tourist boats. Yeah. Anyway, Chicago Fest, no so that went away, and then of course we had Taste of Chicago, huge, which I love, but. That is, you know, it's. I'm not as upset about that because this year it's coming back, but it's going to be pop ups, pop up vendors mm. in certain areas. Hmm. So it's not at you know um, Grant Park like it used to be. This huge fest is that's not coming back. A little bit disappointing, but they were already kind of shaving it and making it a little bit different. And they say it's going to be more bite size this year. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. And then of course Fingers the jazz, jazz fest, farmers markets, all those things all coming back. So yes. But and, and 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 here's my hope. I have a dream. I have a wish. I have a hope <laughs> that there is going to be. And I apologize that I honestly have forgotten my Greek alpha, alphabet. My fraternity brothers would be extremely disappointed in me. There will be some other variant. This is the new normal. Let's continue to get out. And and by the way, where you might be better off at a street festival in August, regardless of whatever is going on, than you would be anywhere else, for yeah. God's sakes. I just won't, don't want to get back to, and I think we need to move away from, canceling things like outdoor festivals, canceling air and water show, um... For, for whatever the, the the medical headline of the day is, let's just move on. I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready. I think everyone's ready, but the fact is, we won't know right until we get there. And when we get there, it will be. I mean, one of the biggest pivots. I oh, think so hard to the plan, country's going to make because I think we're going to say, are we going to do this again, or are we going to go go for it and just you know be that as I mean, but because- but, but think about that. What you just said. 
we cancel um, um, the, a food festival, but we have Lollapalooza. Okay, explain that one. Yeah. Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I think we're going to get to explain that point. Explain that one. Yeah, we're going to get to that point. <laughs> we and... cancel air and water, but we have Lollapalooza. Yeah. Explain that one. There's, too, hey, hey, there's too much at stake now, especially, you know, economically. I think right. that we're going to get to that point and people, you know, the government, let's just broadly say that, is going to just take the risk. Because at that point, hopefully the risk will be much smaller, right? But it's not government. It's me taking the risk. And I accept the risk. I want an air and water show. I accept the risk. I accept the risk of, of a virus as well as I accept, accept the risk of a boat beaching itself in front of me and knocking me down. I'll take my chances. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there is risk to everything out there. I mean, I'm okay with it looking a little bit different. Just, ha- just get on with it, though. It still has to be a little bit different, still a little bit smaller. Fine, fine, fine. But get on with it and be done with yeah, it. I don't know how you stop people. Like, I, I think about this for, remember for 4th of July last year, we had like a surprise. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. uh, fireworks display. St. Patrick's Day, too, remember? Yeah. The river's green. Like, what? And it wasn't a big surprise because, believe me, that 4th of July weekend, I was driving, I was driving home. And I couldn't get home because Lakeshore Drive was closed. Why? Because it was full of people yeah. for a non-publicized surprise, <laughs> you know, uh, a, a, a fireworks show where the entire shore was packed. Okay, well, that's a phenomenon known as, oh, look, up in the sky, there are yeah. fireworks. I'm going to pull over no matter where I am. Right, and but we're we defeated watch. the purpose. Like, well, we can't have people gathering for that or did you? Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, they ended up gathering for it anyway. So the festivals, the fairs, they're all on the schedule. Maybe that's the best way to put it as of right now. And fingers crossed that so many of these are going to be able to come back. And that the organizers of them, I say it nicely, stick to your guns. Yeah, we're going to have this. We had Lollapalooza, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Come on. Uh, seriously. If you can pull off Lala, I'm pretty sure. I, I feel relatively confident that you can pull off a blues festival. You know what I'm yep. saying? Mm-hmm. And by the way, in the same park for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Buddy Guy just played, I think it was last weekend, yeah. at Buddy Guy's Legends in front of everybody there. Even went outside and played a little bit outside. I don't know if you saw really? that. It was, it was fantastic. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah. So if Buddy Guy, who is a thousand years old. At least. At least. If he's a day. I'm pretty sure he went to high school with Judas. You Probably. Know, um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that we can handle they having were, a They were a fantastic band even back I know. then, Judas, by the way. Buddy <laughs> Judas Guy and, and Judas. the Heartbreakers. Yeah. Hey, still time for our criminal of the day. I got to give a shout out to our yet unknown Nashville, Tennessee burglar who probably had heard that part about trying not to stand out, wearing all black, reading camouflage when committing crimes and said here hold my pajamas apparently and allegedly the man broke into a vehicle and then burglarized a home nearby stealing a variety of items a video doorbell captured clear images of the man wearing what appears to be a blue and yellow dinosaur onesie size xl (laughs) nashville police are looking for your help in apprehending the break-in brontosaurus so if you know of a young man roughly six feet tall wearing a dinosaur onesie you are encouraged to call the cops that is once you stop laughing hysterically so for going all day glow barney for your night of crime you unknown burglar are the bruce st james show criminal of the day all suspects described above should be considered innocent until found guilty in a court of law 
two years after the legalization of marijuana, not only is it a big business here in Illinois, it's getting bigger, growing by the minute. We've got the latest numbers on it coming up next on 890 WLS. Hey, good morning and a happy Friday to you. Here's what's coming up in our 6 o'clock hour. Negotiations to keep the Bears at Soldier Field have hit a winter slumber. Is this the sign that the team needs to officially move to the Burbs? We'll talk about it at 645. And former officer Jason Van Dyke is officially out of custody. Nine people were arrested at a protest. Justin Kaufman of Axios Chicago joins us after 630 to talk about the reaction to Van Dyke's freedom. Man, an Ohio family is suing after a home DNA test kit reveals a shocking family secret. More on that in just a few minutes. But first, it's been two years since the legalization of marijuana and the business is booming, raking in cash. Is this the industry Illinois needs to get back on track? I think there's a solid argument to be made behind that, that think about this. Every penny of marijuana, THC, weed-induced revenue, tax revenue, licensing revenue for the state of Illinois is found money. It's pennies from heaven. It is money that didn't exist before. As a matter of fact, they used to spend more money to try to stop people from using marijuana. Now you can stop wasting money on that and find money like that. We should be awash in cash by this argument. Well, we are. <laughs> we are awash in cash. It's just how we're spending it, right? I mean, and the good thing is a lot of that money is going right back to communities that were hard hit by the drug war, right? Which is what this was all about to begin with. Um, yeah, I think if anyone thought that this might not work two years ago. Oh. <laughs> and I often wonder, are, are there still are there still drug dealers selling marijuana anywhere? I mean, I guess people are still buying. Yeah, I mean, buying, it's but, still pretty expensive in the store, in the shops, as very, they say. It's very expensive. <laughs> it's a little yeah, cheaper where, where Miranda gets hers. But uh, the state of Illinois gathered $400 million in tax revenue alone last year on marijuana. $400 million. Again, found money. Yeah. Just showed up. And it's just starting, right? We're not, we're just, we're still, we're, we're still year rolling two. it out. Yeah, we're so still to kind speak. of, exactly. Well, There's still if, startups. If you look at the monthly numbers, it's not an exaggeration. It has gone up every single month yeah. over the last two years. It continues to grow as an industry. Right. Right. And, you know, it's even beyond the, the actual marijuana part, the smoking, the eating, the, you know, edibles. I mean, there are the, the balms and the, you know, the medicinal purposes. It's just, it's going to keep going. It's there, gonna there's, just, yeah, there's all these products I didn't even know were things. I, I got to tell you that medical balm, and I, maybe it's, you know, a lot of times you wonder if it's just in your head because you've heard about it. But it, when I have some aches and I rub it on, it's, it it's works. It's just a rub. It's just an oil or a, it's kind of yeah, like what, like, like a Vaseline like or, or, yes. or 
yeah, what? So, so something like that. It's just like icy hot, icy hot, or yeah, Lanacone. Yeah, it's okay. It's very. uh, It works for me, and it works for a lot of people. I should bathe in that. I hurt everywhere all the time. I should probably try to. uh, And now you're a person who has never done. Never in my life. Um. And so, I've never used any of these uh, THC products. I've, 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 I've just never. Okay, that's not using drugs. Just so we're clear. You no, no, but I'm just saying, even to that extent, yeah. I've never tried, used. Sure. I have no. Right. Yeah. So will I, because you, I don't do you, know. But do you think you might try it now that it's legal and so accessible? And I'm going to say this nicely. Less scary. I'm going to say this. Uh, uh, the fact that it was illegal wasn't what was stopping me before. Well, you know what, though? I was surrounded by it my entire life. I was surrounded by a lot worse than yeah. marijuana, but and I, I didn't do it. But it just changes it a little bit, right? It just changes but the see, game a little I, bit. I'd like to think I'm an example of that. You know, this was the whole thing about, well, you know, if it's legal, everyone's going to start doing it. I go, well, I didn't do it when oh, it was absolutely. illegal, and I don't do it when it's legal. I go, it's, it, that wasn't what was the, 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 that wasn't slowing me down, so to speak. Hmm. Well, I mean, because it's not. The, you know the joint you're you were buying in the seventies on you know the streets of Chicago <laughs> Out of a baggie isn't the same from a guy named Kevin. Yeah, it's Sorry, sh- Kevin. Yeah, it's always a Kevin. It's always Kevin. It's just not the same stuff. Say, you're man, getting. you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. How about a doobie? Yeah, I, I'm like, I've always hated that word. Okay, my <laughs> point is, it's not the same. That's why I'm asking you, Bruce. It's not the same drug. No, no, no. It's I, not your mama's it's not drug. A moral okay, issue. it's not. It's this no, is no, no, not no, no, moral. No. In it's, the that's slightest. not what I'm saying. It's just it's not your daddy's drug from the 70s. It's but a, I don't know a lot a about it. So yeah, yeah. you're right. Maybe oh. if I was educated more on it, I would understand I'm, it more. But I just don't. I just don't any more than. By the way, I, you know, if I have a backache, I don't rub olive oil and sea salt on it because. Well, you should. You it know, I don't. Know, but you know, are you saying Rachel Ray is a liar? Yeah, <laughs> because all of a sudden I would be greasy and salty and still hurt. You know. <laughs> is the way I look at that. And yeah, but so, you'd be ready for the spit in the backyard. Oh, wouldn't, oh, I know? Yeah. wouldn't I, though? Mm. I'm, I'm ready for that anytime. Oh, so, man. my point is, a lot, the reason why it's so successful, obviously, because people who were d- buying it illegally, yeah, they might, they might be buying it legally now, but they're probably still buying it illegally. It's all these people who, like you, who may have used it, but not really. But they're the ones who are. It just and they're not smoking it. They are going and getting it. the bones oh, or yeah. the or the, the gummy bear, uh, whatever it might yeah. be. Yeah, it's never a bear. It's a gummy. Well, because I, I I struggle to sleep, and I've always had trouble sleeping. I take a pill to sleep. Don't worry, I take my pill. I go to sleep. Oh, yeah. Concern yourself not. <laughs> I've got a good pill to go to sleep. And and I've had people tell me, you know, there are yeah. uh, uh, THC. Mm-hmm. Uh, versions, if you will, that you might try. And I just haven't gotten around to trying it yet. Maybe I should. Yeah, I don't know. I, I try, tried it. It's good. It's a sweet tart, it's called. Oh, I Very oh, low milligram, mm-hmm. but okay. just for sleeping. I mean, so yeah, it's so. Do you put on like a Bob Dylan record afterwards? Maybe. You, to, you don't no, have a choice. Who's asking? You have to. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Not, it comes with know. it. <laughs> every every <laughs> sweet tart you buy <laughs> comes with a Bob Dylan record. Yeah. Right? Do they give you and a by the way, a, yeah, eight track, <laughs> you know. It's uncanny how oh, much yeah, I sound I like Bob Dylan, isn't it? Yeah. It's shocking. Especially I mean, when I take my sweet tart, you sound just like him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, what Judy was saying, though, about the potency of it, that's what gets me freaked out. What do you mean? 
So it is really not your dad's grass. Although you can literally buy stuff called dad grass, which is pre-rolled joints, which is like a super low dosage, the kind of stuff that you were smoking at ditch Woodstock. Weed. Yeah, ditch weed, snickle fritz, <laughs> as oh they call it. It's got yeah. half That's oregano Celia. in it. <laughs> yeah. your, your buddy's older brother sold it to you yeah. after a Zeppelin concert <laughs> in 77. But some of the stuff that's out there, I mean, it, it you are catatonic. I'm not, I've seen dudes just. You've yeah. heard stories. I've heard Tom. stories, yeah. My, you've my friend. You've, yeah, yeah. I, I know a guy. I know Is a that guy. what you're telling you, me? You ordered like $35 at McDonald's <laughs> and was asleep before it arrived. Oh, yeah. 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 I got two fries in and I'm out like a light. Yeah. So that's my only concern. With yeah. It. And see, and I hate but again, that. It's like, I, I don't know what I don't know. Do you see right, what I'm saying? I think, and you, that's for me. Maybe the barrier to entry is, um, if I have uh, an ache or a pain, I know. Uh, take two Tylenol, uh, two ibuprofen. I mix them together because that's how I roll, and uh, my pain goes away. I don't know what the 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 the, the, the version right, of that is. But that's you why you need saying? to go to the boutique, oh, and they will. They are so knowledgeable. They will tell you. I they, still have this image of like head shops, and I think yeah. I'm going to walk in, <laughs> no, and it's no. going to be a white guy with dreadlocks. You no. know what I'm saying? I mean, going, What's up, dude? He's got tie dye on, and no, I'm going to go. It's a white I, guy with a suit on no, and a clipboard just, saying, "What can I help you with?" Yeah. Does he still have dreadlocks? Yes, possibly. Yes. yes. Possibly. Okay, let's be honest. But, he still uh, have dreadlocks. Yeah, he's very well dressed. It's like you know, going into Whole Foods. So in in uh, you know, I was in L.A. last week, and I see it again. The only reason I bring it up is they they have a, a dispensary, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. marijuana shop, and it's. Called MedMen, M E D, MedMen, like Madman. Yeah, yeah. It it looks like an Apple store, and mm-hmm. that's not an oh, exaggeration. Yeah. It's all glass on the front, all glass. It's lit up with unbelievable LED lights, and then all they have is like these tables. You know, when you go into the Apple store, and they just have tables set up, and there and and there's just stuff on tables. Very chic. And you walk around, and there's mm-hmm. people with like a clipboard, iPad that can do the ordering for you. And I've 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 looked in the window. You know, I've got like my nose print on it, and I've gone, well, that looks kind of interesting in there. But it just feels overwhelming to me. Feels overwhelming. We're gonna have to take you one day. Yeah, that's what I need for. Team outing. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I'm sure Miranda knows where to go. Or which alley we're going to find Kevin in. <laughs> hey, good morning and a happy Friday. It's Bruce and Judy with you. And uh, have you ever taken one of these uh, DNA or genealogical tests? What, 23andMe is one of Ancestry. them? Ancestry, yep. Ancestry.com. I took the Ancestry. Yeah, I have the 23andMe one here. And I did not take it to find out my Ancestry. I took it... Um, as part of uh, a new doctor I went to. And I did it so that they could come up with like gene, gene whatever that word is, genealogically mm-hmm. traits <laughs> uh, and, and things that might be, I might be more prone to medically. But because I signed up for it, and I have the app, it keeps telling me people I might be related to all the time. And I haven't like I I refuse to engage in that because I oh my gosh that's why you know. do it I that's no, exactly I why I did it I couldn't Wait, care just less. like random people or yeah historical figures well, here's they, Mon- you know what Monica you- I'm apparently related oh, to Monica uh, there's For some a reason, there's a Jacqueline you, in there you know your first cousins right maybe even your second cousins. It's the fourth, fifth, and sixth. I have you. Of course, you have so many. I don't like the family I have now. Okay. I'm not going to try to add more. <laughs> and you might be. Look at how they word it. They don't say this is your fourth cousin. They say you and this person share the same traits in this part of the world from this time period. Well, Jessica okay. Galloway, uh, 
did one of these things. They got it, got it for Christmas. Got a Christmas gift of it. And uh, uh, Jessica lives over in Akron. Shout out to her. They can hear us loud and clear in Akron. She's probably listening right now. Hi, Jessica. And uh, Jessica always thought that she was uh, half Italian on her father's side. You know, it's kind of how she grew up. Love a pasta, for goodness sakes. Thought Ferraris were cool, right? Well, she did a DNA test, and it. she's hardly the first one. She's just the latest one. Careful what you wish for. Careful what you might find out. Yeah, I mean, this is really a sad one because um, she found out her dad was not her dad. Yeah. Her parents had gone to a uh, fertility clinic. This right, is, okay. Yeah, it's not like, you know, oops, what did mom do? No, no. this... Her, their, her parents were shocked. They had no idea. Somebody switched, switched something. It, yep, they switched it so it was, you know, uh, her her mom's eggs were fertilized basically with someone else's Stuff. sperm. Oh, yeah. God, uh, we sperm, can say that it's, word. It's a technical term. Okay. Yeah, not it. her husband's. And, you know, this could have happened. Who knows how many mix-ups now are going to be Well, if that happened that way, did it happen the other way? Right, right. So, do, do you see what I'm saying? Is there somebody else that her dad is the father of? You uh, see what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I have so, no idea. I, it's just, it's so tragic. Well, she's because, suing. Well, of course she's suing, but even worse than that, she, so she has his father, because I thought to myself, all right, if this were me, this man who's raised me is my father. And also what Since it tells birth. you about, she feels like she's Italian. She did never, <laughs> she never said to herself, I don't feel Italian. <laughs> no, she says because her dad's Italian. So now you have this other man. And I think it's she. It, even the article suggested she's whatever the relationship might be in the future with her real father. It's like I oh, it's so it's so tragic to me and difficult because your whole life is just not what you thought it was. Hmm. I okay. I got my son a DNA test for um, Christmas. Luke, the youngest, the one you like. And now I'm worried, but I don't know why I'm worried. I know he's mine. You say that now. I know well, who his father yours. is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure I know his dad, <laughs> but it's it is weird because anything can happen in these DNA tests. You just you don't know. Well, then you could find out he's related to Alexander the Great or something. Yeah, and you know the, because the way genes and DNA works, it's not always it's not fifty fifty on both sides, right? It could you one of your oh, kids yeah, yeah, could yeah, have something go whole... yeah from way back when, right? Right. Yeah. Did you... I'm kidding. My son's going to find nothing except that he's. Half Polish and half Irish. Uh, I, when I say that, I'm 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 because uh, I I looked it up by the way. You know, it's right there on the app. Mm-hmm. That I'm I'm half German on my mother's side and half Texan on my father's side. I am ninety eight point six percent Northwest European. Hmm. Wow, French, German, British, Irish. That's that whole milieu. Yeah, listen, all they were all. The same. <laughs> It was Things all one. It was one country. They were all poking yeah. up back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 Google so, yeah. the Norman invasion if you want to know more. I'm I'm point five percent Sudanese. I've always felt a kinship to the South Sudan, mm. uh, and now I know that I'm point five percent. Somebody in my family thought a Sudanese man or woman was uh, a hottie bumbalati back in the day. Uh, but yeah, you couldn't be any whiter than I am. So your dad, percent. You, you call your dad Texan, but he's really he was uh, British Irish. Okay, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. why. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's what that uh, mine has from. changed drastically. By the way, so don't be freaked out, people. When I first did the DNA test, it was I was because my dad was is a hundred percent Polish, one hundred percent. I was not at all Eastern European, like a, a smidgen. I'm like, what? How can this be? Mm-hmm. And then it gradually changed and changed, and over the months, and now I'm. Unlike you, I'm not in the 90s, but I'm something like 70% Eastern European from that area where it was all combined. I'm so white, I'm opaque. 
I think, at this point. Yeah, I'm i got to believe it that. 98 point... I didn't realize how ridiculous that sounds when you say it out loud. Yeah, so, okay. There you have it. So, be careful what you wish for. You do one of these ancestry DNA things, you might find out something interesting, like you're the whitest human alive. Or, you might find out, your that's not, not your, your dad. dad. Yeah. And you are not Italian. Despite your love of pasta. Hey, good morning. Uh, happy Friday to you. Thanks for spending some time with us today. It's Bruce and Judy. And joining us from Axios, Chicago, is Justin Kaufman. Justin, good morning. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Judy. Hello, Justin. Congratulations on making it to Friday, Justin. We were a little concerned about you. <laughs> What's a Friday? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> lost track with what day is what. Isn't it, though, something like that? Yeah. Hey, you know, you, you guys have written about, and I know you're paying attention to, uh, former... Chicago police officer Jason Van Dyke is officially out of jail, out of the halfway house, a free man. And we saw some some protests. We saw uh, we saw some people that are genuinely upset about this yesterday. Yeah, there was a protest uh, that happened downtown at Federal Plaza last night, and it was uh, a bunch of activists and activist groups that were really involved with the first time around when the uh, conviction came down and the sentencing came down in 2018 and 2019. Uh, people like Will Calloway, Jamal Green, uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson. Uh, there, there were a lot of people there, and uh, a few of the, I think it was nine of the protesters went inside the Federal uh, Dirksen building there to deliver a letter uh, to the U.S. attorney. They were uh, arrested and they were uh, already had, a, I think they already had a court hearing last night, uh, essentially to prove a point to say that they've long, they've been in federal custody longer than Jason Van Dyke has. Mm. And, and that was the idea because uh, they are calling for a federal charge uh, at least federal charges uh, against Van Dyke. Right now, he was only charged by the state, by by the county. So he, uh, the activists and others are trying to get the federal government to charge him or and to try him uh, on civil rights charges, uh, which they did not do during the time between 2015 and 2019. And it sounds like they're not interested in doing that, right? Yeah. And but let's just for you know, let's just say they did file charges. Would, would those be a lot more severe? I don't know if they'd be more severe. I mean, they did get, I remember this is, this is what the, the crux of this issue is right now is that Jason Van Dyke was charged with second degree murder and then 16 counts of aggravated use of a firearm. When, when he got convicted of those charges and he was sentenced by the judge, the judge didn't sentence him on the aggregated firearm charges, which I think is a year per. Oh, okay. I think how it worked out, and he decided just to do the second degree murder charge, which ended up being uh, just just under seven years. And that's what uh, at the time back in 2019 that irked uh, a lot of Chicagoans activists who said that was just too lenient of a sentence. And a lot of and, and at the time Chicago was like, we need to move on from this. This is uh, you know it's seven years, but forgetting that with good behavior that's split in half. And here we are three years later. So if it was the federal government, I'm not sure if it would be more severe. It would probably be similar because I don't think you're going to get a first-degree murder charge on a police officer because you have to prove intent. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why they did second degree. Uh, so I think it would be similar. But be, right. Yeah, exactly. But if, I think it would be a, a civil rights charge. And I'm not sure what the penalty is on that. Mm. The, I, I'm not sure. The one thing to remember is they've been investigating Jason Van Dyke uh, at the federal level, Justice Department, since 2015. And so they've been doing it for now – Six years. I think the I think the investigation has has stalled or is dormant. Uh, remember the Chicago Police Department's consent decree that uh, the Justice Department uh, weighed down in 2015 was in response to the Jason Van Dyke killing mm -hmm. of Laquan McDonald. 
So this is, um, they've already had ample time to look at this, to investigate. So calls for federal charges may not go the way that activists want to because it's been five, six years that they've had the opportunity right. to do so. We're talking to Justin Kaufman from Axios Chicago. I guess here's the one of the questions I have, and 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 I am I, I remain neutral on this. I am neither outraged uh, or happy that that Jason Van Dyke is out of jail because what I don't understand, and it's been difficult to get some sort of a a temperature on, is was he treated the same as quote unquote everyone else that was convicted of a similar crime or did he get special treatment which is why he's out early if he did get special treatment i i i think they might have an argument those protesting against it if he's treated the same as anyone else who went through this well then what's the argument yeah you know i, I would say that he's been treated like everybody else because he had a sentence that was 6 years and 9 months 81 months and that that at the at the forefront had, was controversial. Many thought that much must be much much longer. And and in the way that it works in in the state and I think around the country, different states, is that if you, there's a there's a uh, I guess it would be a mechanism that's for good behavior, sure. you can get your sentence cut in half. And that's essentially what happened. I mean, he he went in and he did the allotted time with good behavior, and and he's out. I mean, I don't think anyone activist or otherwise would say that 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 he got special treatment. I think the bigger issue was how many years he was sentenced for the crime. And and activists will point out that you know others who who may be charged um, with similar charges, six aggra- aggravated assaults or uh, second degree murder, are seeing way bigger sentences than what van dyke did there's just a question about that judge and why he didn't do a bigger sentence yeah so there, there are yeah, issues and, with the judge basically yeah, well yeah. and as we know in this, this day and age here in chicago you know carjackers get are not even being put in jail yeah. so right. you know no one's going to be happy but i think people forget that a chicago police officer was convicted that was a big deal uh, in and was, of itself it was a huge deal the, uh, you know uh-huh. thank goodness he was actually convicted and you know, at this point, I mean, yeah, I know, like I said, I, I'm not happy. He should, I think he should have gotten more. You know, his penalty should have been harsher. But it is what it is. It's, we went through the legal the system. system is the system worked. Yeah. Thank God that he was convicted. Right. Because there was, there, yeah. uh, you well, know. Is this an example of don't let good be the enemy of perfect? Is it, did I get that right? Like, yeah. it was a good thing that he was right. yeah. uh, convicted. The fact that he didn't get life without parole, well, don't let that stand in the way of the fact that there was progress made and an officer was held accountable for acting in improperly. Right. I mean, according yeah, to yeah, a, yeah. Uh, the court. If you're going to protest, yeah. you know, protest that, that for something that's going to matter down the road. I mean, this isn't, we're, I think we're, you, you just explained it, Justin, the feds aren't going to do anything. I don't think it's not, doesn't it's look not like it's going to go that way. Case. Right. So let's focus on going forward and making sure something like this never happens again. Well, I mean, if you if you talk to activists and you know, and someone like Bill Calloway or even the Reverend Jesse Jackson, they'll they'll say that's that's how you get their attention is by protesting, mm. by advocating, mm. petitioning to the federal government. That's the only recourse you have at this point because you know the they they don't have a voice when it comes to sentencing. That comes to the Cook County judge. They don't have a voice when it comes to what gets charged. That's the uh, that's the state's attorney here in Chicago or in Cook County. So I mean, there this is what they. The recourse, if you're looking for recourse to to essentially protest or to counter the fact that that this police officer who uh, shot Laquan McDonald 16 times was only charged only stayed in prison for three years, then this is all you have, right? I mean, this yeah. is all you can do is try to get the John Lausch and the U.S. Attorney to. I mean, to both look at the. I, I think it's very interesting that the U.S. Senators, both Durbin and Duckworth, have sent a letter 
to Merrick Garland, the U.S. the sitting U.S. attorney, to say, listen, you know, um, we want uh, you to at least give us a status update on the federal mm-hmm. investigation. And and if you look down the line, I mean, there's a lot of high-ranking politicians now, namely they're mostly Democrats, uh, that have come out that have said we need the federal government to take a look at this. So it's not out of the realm that they might act. Okay. It's just. And, and remember, and the last thing I'll say about it is that for four years there during the Trump administration, Jeff Sessions and then uh, uh, William Barr and others, they, they had no interest in, in you know, right. prosecuting a police officer or anything that was against law and order. So there was a four-year gap in terms of whether or not uh, you know, the Justice Department was even interested in looking at what happened with Jason Van Dyke. Hey, really appreciate your insight into this. Help us. Uh, we, we we thank you for helping kind of uh, understand it better. He's Justin Kaufman with Axios Chicago. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yeah, you too. Take care. All right. uh, but you understand my, my, my point is him being released is the system that we have. By protesting it, the protest should have happened during the sentencing phase, for lack of better terms. But once you're in the system and you are following whatever rules the system is and you're being treated like everyone else i i i don't i don't your protests fall on some deaf ears i think i think that's maybe a good way to put you know what (laughs) (laughs) that is the saddest (laughs) so ridiculous thing i've no wonder they're at 500 ball uh bruce and judy with you and the bears um while the purchase of Arlington Racetrack, Arlington Park, basically, seemed to be a pretty obvious um, opening salvo in the we're kind of serious about leaving Soldier Field and moving out out, out to the suburbs. Um, shout out to the folks at Cranes who used a Freedom of Information Act uh, request and got a series of emails, text messages or whatever between the Bears and the city of Chicago that show that the Bears might, they might be even closer to moving than you thought they were. If if you thought like the the behind-the-scenes negotiations were going well to keep the Bears in the city, you would be 100% mistaken. Yeah. Okay, so here's the the email. It's from Ted Phillips, the president of CEO of the Bears. Samir, someone from the city, I'm assuming. Uh, Vice mayor. Okay. Looking to reschedule our meeting to discuss mutually beneficial ways to enhance the Soldier Field experience and possible revenue opportunities during the term of our current POA. I I fell asleep reading that. So he included, could he be any less enthusiastic? Well, he there was an attachment on that email, and the attachment included the 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 things the Bears would like to see. How many of you think these things are possible? All right. Um. Granting the team naming rights for the stadium. Not Soldier Field anymore. Uh, 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 bank rate at Soldier Field or whatever. Oh, my Park. You know God. what I'm saying? Yeah, naming yeah they can't. It's Soldier right Field. It's a memorial. They can't Expanding do it. Expanding signage at the park where they get to sell the signage at okay. Soldier Field. Okay. That's doable. Sports betting book at Soldier Field. Well, that's doable. a no-brainer. Yeah. Replacement and repair of thousands of dilapidated seats. Sure, if you pay for it. An upgraded video board. Okay. Uh, you know, Jumbotron yeah. for, uh, and other internal systems and joint sponsorship of unspecified off-season events. So like a Rolling Stones concert, like the Chicago yeah. Bears present. 
that the, or they then, participate then, in. Yeah, yeah that right now that basically, the city gets all Well, the Bears get nothing, nothing out yeah. of Soldier yeah. Field. They don't own Soldier Field. They don't own anything about it. Right, right. So basically the Bears said, we'll go halvesies with you on Soldier Field. You pay for the upgrades. We get to make the revenue off of it. And that appears to be a bit of a non-starter with the city of Chicago. Hmm. It all just I- seems so... Blo- uh, no one... There's no urgency here. There's nothing that's we've got to get this done. Here are the days we're available. If you want to meet, if great. you want to meet, don't, if you know, we're good with that. Also, they're already rescheduling. I, they probably didn't even get a re- response yet because you know. Yeah, Nick, I was working in Jacksonville, Florida. I want to say it was around 2004. My apologies. I don't know if you'll remember. Yeah. The Jaguars had threatened to leave. Yeah. And it was over a lot of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a lot of like ad revenue, adding more signage for ads and things like that. And eventually the city relented because they realized how much revenue that that stadium brings in and the team brings in. Sure. So you would think at some point the city would do whatever they could well, that's the argument. to really please the team. Without the Bears at Soldier Field, it's just a really big empty building on Lakeshore Drive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, either do you do you acquiesce and 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 don't get me wrong, uh, as a taxpayer, I'm not in favor of this. But do you acquiesce and say, we'll give you whatever you want so that you stay because at least we have a chance to generate revenue off of Soldier Field? Or do you tell them, we're not going to give in on any of this. We're not going to give you a nickel or spend more money on this stadium. And they leave and you get nothing. Yeah, Those are your two options, right? I don't think they're asking for the moon here. They're uh, Everything they ask for is kind of doable, right? I mean, it's it comes down to is the city going to lose money or do they have with with the bears leaving which we all know they will or do they have some plan that we don't know about for the future of that that stadium because what would you use not, <laughs> and again no, the million dollar no. question what would you use soldier field for I mean, they, we like the world cup i don't know there are uses for that field right every, concerts. every four years every yeah. four years okay <laughs> there are concerts there are i don't know fest chicago <laughs> Now, having said that, keep in mind, the reality of it is, is that the Bears use Soldier Field eight times a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Eight, nine home games. See, now we have 17 game seasons. Eight or nine home games. Again, the bottom line, what? But how the, much the rest this, of the time, much, it's empty. But how much <laughs> does the city stand to lose if right. the Bears do leave compared to how much they're asking for here? I don't think how this you ask, amortize it. Yeah, I don't think this ask list, this wish list is that. Are you, you know, okay with them renaming Soldier Field Not and adding all. some sponsor in front of it? They mm-hmm. can't. It's a memorial. Soldier will, Field is a but, memorial. But, Judy, for a Chicago, and it'll always be Soldier Field. It'll never be called anything else. I mean, <laughs> the Sears, Sears Tower. Tower yeah, right. Ask, ask the Willis Insurance <laughs> yeah. Company how's that So is it that I mean, big of a deal? No. No, no. If you I, want I to name care. it State I'm not saying Farm, I care. At State no, 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 Farm no, no, no. Park at Soldier yeah, Field or That's something? fine. I don't care. I'm just saying there are going to be people who are going to care. There's going to be a yeah. big uproar because it's a soldier field for these soldiers. It's right. a memorial. It's a memorial. Yeah. So there is going to be is some, it disrespectful? some controversy over that. But no, I don't, in the long run, here's the bottom line, guys. I don't think Let's so. not forget they have bought the old racetrack. Right. I don't think the like Bears actually want what, what the they, negotiation. What are they I think they're for? perfectly okay leaving, and they just have to make a show of it right, going, yeah, well, if you ends. give us everything, then maybe we'll stay. Yeah.
you know, oh, as opposed love to saying to, but we can't. Yeah, so, oh, bye-bye. it's not going to work. Bye. Are you? And good morning to you, and a happy Friday. Here's what's coming up on our seven o'clock hour at seven forty-five. A woman lost out on a potential job because of her outgoing voicemail message. We'll play it for you. Let you decide. Did she deserve to lose this gig, Judy? And looking for some fun on Valentine's Day weekend, comedian Jimmy McHugh joins us after 7.30 to talk about the Valentine's Day dinner and comedy show at Klein Creek Golf Club. We'll give you a chance to win tickets for you and your sweetie pie or Judy pie. And if you're looking for a cozy night in and just can't figure out what to watch, never fear. The WLS 890 stream team is here with our recommendations in just a few minutes but first chicago's spring and summer festivals are well they're on the schedule on track to return in full in-person attendance this year is this just too good to be true or can summer in chicago return to its former glory full fingers crossed and it needs to it just flat needs to. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've had this whole thing, you know, as, as, as the guy who travels around all the time. I'll be in Arizona this weekend. There is no COVID in Arizona. There are no masks in Arizona. There are no restrictions in Arizona. There are, there's just, it, like, it, there is none of that. It doesn't exist. They, nothing's closed. Nothing has a restriction. Festivals, fairs, concerts, movies, it's all going on. It's like an alternative universe. <laughs> it's really interesting. Okay, but to be fair, it's warmer, which is a big deal. And the yeah, hospital. But they've been that way for I know, but the, two they, years. Don't, but they've had really bad numbers, too. Their hospitals are full. There and is. they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. That's okay. the truth. And they just <laughs> continue to come down to. They don't care. Yeah. Well, what's going to well, happen? I don't care here, but they force me. They restrict everything here. Right. So there are, yeah, and that's fine. There are those who don't care, and there are those who care, which I think is what's going to save us here in Chicago with these fests, especially. I think the don't there, cares are starting to win. The, there are going to be more the, don't cares, the but there are going to still be cares. And the Mr. and Mrs. Cares aren't going to go. The Care That's Bears? fine. The Care Bears, right. That, Don't not go only to is the that festival. fine, it's good because it mitigates the huge crowds, which were always the what they told us were the problems for this. And really, beyond all that, even. Do you think there'll be fewer crowds then at some of these straight festivals I and yes. events? I, I don't think when you open it up, like like uh, <laughs> Tom said the other day, if you build it, they will come. If you open it, they will come. Oh, yes, they Cost will. But not everyone will. People with kids, people who still aren't vaccinated, they, it's just gonna, it's gonna be a little bit different, but it'll still be good. It's all gonna be for the good of it, right? Well, I guess, I guess the proof is gonna be in the pudding. Use Aaron Water Show as an example. Aaron Water Show is on the calendar. It's coming back in August. It's going to be, quote unquote, the way you remember it. We'll find out. Will it be the same? Will there be a million people? people? A million people along uh, the lakeshore. To watch the Blue Angels, we're gonna we're gonna find out. And unlike Arizona, I gotta say, you put a million people on Chicago's lakefront. I do believe there'll be a lot of people who will be. It's not. I have gone to the. I've been on the lakefront for the Air and Water Show. You can't move. Right. There are Act. literally people. That, this is the funniest thing I saw. Not only people at the water's edge, there are people like literally sitting in the water. It is so packed. Yeah, it really is. I just not. This year, I don't see it. I don't see that picture. I see a lot of people on the lakefront. 
maybe, you know, spread out a little bit more. Maybe along the, you know, everyone tends to go to North Avenue Beach or Oak Street Beach. Maybe spread out a little bit. Go to, you know, uh, Fullerton or Montrose or go to the Navy Pier. I mean, there are other places to see it. So that's a good thing. It is, it, it will be a good thing. I, so it, while it's coming back and the people who need it will go and they'll get their fix, like heroin, there will be people who will just, <laughs> yeah, I'll just watch on TV as like, like, you know, one more year maybe. So I, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be a good mix. I don't think we're going to go full blown back. Everything's open. Everyone's back to normal. It's just not going to happen. Well, I think there's going to be some people that may never go back to normal. And I feel yeah. bad for you. I mean, now I, I, I say I feel bad for the ones that have unfounded fear. If you are in a high risk category, I was talking to a guy yesterday. His wife has MS. Mm-hmm. It's scary. She, she has a very weakened immune system. Mm-hmm. He has a genuine concern for her getting sick and not being able to to fight this off. Full stop. Period. I get it. Probably shouldn't go to these events. The rest of us are going to be fine. Well, that was going to be her life to a certain extent. But that was my point. Weren't you going to have to worry about it? One more thing she has to worry about. Right. Coronavirus is just the latest thing she needs to be concerned about getting sick with. The regular flu would have been an an issue yearly. I mean, I had cancer, 15, you know, breast cancer. I'm at risk. I got COVID. I got over it. It's. so there is that there are a lot of people now like me in that risk category who have gotten because a lot of us have gotten COVID, right? So there's that. So, I mean, right. so is the it a next... chicken and egg argument here? Is it is is are, are these events going to get and we're going to start kind of dipping our toe in them. Do you know what I'm saying? We've well, got we some did, coming yeah. up in April and May and we'll see well, you know, if they build it, they will come. Will people show up? Because if they show up, then you'll get more Right. Festivals, you have more of the promoters that feel confident saying, well, we know someone's going to come. You know know what I'm saying? And And baby steps, right? We didn't shut down immediately. You know, this took a while. We got to this point after two years. So it's going to take a while to get back. And we keep saying it's it. You say back to normal. It's not going to be that normal. It'll be normal. For but some people. It won't people. be that normal that we had two years ago. And that's fine. Make or it a better. Or you Arizona. I, now and I, you know never what? changed. Or make it a better normal. I don't know. But no. it, it, you it know. Just, I, and I don't know, how, I don't know how fine a point to put on it. It, it really is bizarre. I mean, Arizona was already an alternate universe in a way. To a certain extent. That's why. Yeah, exactly. That's why people don't. now it's even. There aren't signs on doors. There, it's like it literally is not there. I don't know how any other way to describe it. I'm just, ex- I'm excited not to be bored this summer. I've been so bored uh, for two oh, years. Right? Point, Tom. Yeah, I'm tired of being bored. I'm tired of sitting there and not really doing anything. It's like, yeah, maybe we'll go sit out on uh, this guy's back porch and. Uh, I don't know. Just talk about the same stuff we've been talking about. For like, <laughs> drink beer. Yeah, drink beer. Scratch yourself. Hey, yeah, scratch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of it. My friends are not that interesting. Yeah. They really aren't. Okay, that, is that what you found out during COVID? Because oh my God, we yes. found out a lot of things. That's why. That's when I say it's never going to be the old normal. It'll be the new normal because there are things I ain't going back to. There are people. Yeah. I went to a buffet. I, I can't to. wait to get back to normal. I want to go to the brunch buffet, damn it. Okay, the buffet is something I have I have truly missed. By the way, go to Arizona.
wide open. I don't open. know. See, you're Great hilarious buffets. when you talk about Arizona. It's like, okay, Salad but bars, you can no have problemo. it. Now, I'm not interested in going to Arizona yeah, right now. Well, I'm I might, little interested. Might, maybe, but and I'll still wear my mask if I'm in Arizona. You'll be the only one. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I'll be the only one. But yeah, you're right. I mean, and that's fine. That's why people live in Arizona, right? People live here why because people are they leaving don't. Illinois. Yeah. Right. It's, it's why well, you just add it to the, another another reason where these these states that canceled the festivals and all this. I, 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 again, it sounds bizarre and maybe you don't believe me, but I travel a lot. I was in Oklahoma. Uh, I was in Tulsa uh, last month. There's no covid in Tulsa. Colorado's pretty open. Yeah, there's no covid in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. There was no restrictions. There was no masks. There was no warnings. There was nothing. no. Go about your day. Have a nice time. We wish you the best of luck. Here are the things you can do to maybe prevent yourself from being sick. You can choose to do them. You can choose not to do them. Either way, we're not going to baby you. And hopefully seeing these festivals, street fairs, neighborhood events coming back and citywide events, you know, the huge ones out Mm -hmm. there, is an example of and the message that maybe the, uh, the politicians are getting that uh, we're ready to get back to. Yeah. And we've accepted the risk. We get it, and uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> yes, hooray for Hollywood, won't you? Hey, good morning. Uh, happy Friday. It's Bruce and Judy. We've even got uh, DJ Tom. Hush, your mouth over there. And, uh, you know, there's so... I got to tell you, we, I, if this isn't the golden age of television and entertainment, I don't know what is. And I say that because there is so much to watch and there's so much good stuff out there. Like if it was all just crap, okay, then we, you got a solid argument and it's hardly the golden age. But with all of the channels, streaming services, et cetera, major stars, big producers, big budget stuff. I mean, this is. What a time to be alive. I kind of miss, I feel like movies have taken a little bit of a dive, actual movies, but there's so many series, so many other shows that just the variety is incredible. Well, I think movies used to be head and shoulders better than what you could see on TV. It was kind of I don't know if that's true anymore. I think that you could look at either some television shows, some made for streaming movies. Mm -hmm. You know, that used to be like, oh, it went right to video. It must suck. Not necessarily no, not anymore. anymore, right? That's so many. So uh, um, it, I would like to, I, I'll throw this one as something that you should be watching, something hopefully you've been watching, because it is it is truly one of the best shows out there right now. And last week, the latest season of Ozark dropped. Mom, what are we doing here? Your father's laundering money for a Mexican drug cartel. Bert? Hello. Trevor Evans, FBI. So I will admit that I started with season one, episode one of Ozark, because I have a man crush on Jason Bateman. I really do think we'd be great friends. Uh, Him and Ryan Reynolds are my two man crushes, and I just think the three of us together would be hilarious. Well, they'd be funny, and I'd laugh at them. You and all the girls in the world. So Jason Bateman and Laura Linney star as a husband and wife who literally moved from Chicago. There's a lot of Chicago in this uh, show. Uh, to Lake of the Ozarks, um, under threat of death if they don't launder $500 million for a Mexican drug cartel. Season four just dropped on, on Friday, and this is the final season. Now, 
I need to warn you. This is season four, part one. There is a part two that's coming out because we still got some cliffhangers. We've got, we got to wrap this thing up and it's getting to a, an end. Not for children. I'm going to throw this out there right now. Not for, this is not family entertainment. This show is violent. Uh, and, well, because Mex- Mexican drug cartels are violent, I'm led to believe, it's right? It's reminiscent yeah. to me of the, uh, what was the meth? Uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. And, and I was going to bring that up. So, so it, it is reminiscent to Breaking Bad in this way as well. Um, the character arc. Because I would still say Breaking Bad, one of the greatest shows ever on television, mostly because if you think about Walter White, the lead character, season one, episode one, to the final season and last episode, how his character changed, where he went from sympathetic, on his side, eh, maybe not so much to, mm-hmm. I hope this guy dies by the end of it, was pretty amazing how they how they basically took you for a ride. And there's a certain aspect of this in Ozark where some characters that started off, you were maybe very... Um, attached to, uh, and other characters who were just vile and how their roles have changed over the course of the series. And I think that is such a, a, a nod to the writing and the directing and the acting that you can make me care about you in one episode and another season. I literally hope they're going to bring a chainsaw for you and bury you in the bottom of a lake. It's you all know? about the characters. So uh, Ozark season four is at the top of my list. Start with, by the way, don't start with season four for God's sakes. If you haven't watched any of Ozark, start at season one. It is absolutely fantastic, Judy. I just started a few weeks ago, so I'm very excited for season four. So I would recommend The Puppet Master on Netflix. This is a documentary. It's a, it's really, it's a three-part series, which I love these kind of shows. But it's, it's so unbelievable. It's about a British con artist, uh, Robert Hendy, uh, Freeguard. He masquerades as a British spy, manipulating and stealing from his victims. Literally, this, it's almost, it's so awful, it's almost ridiculous. Like, it's so I, over the top, you so, can't yeah, believe I'm it. Like, it's I'm real. Like, These victims, really? How did you not see it? But I, then you start to say, oh, yeah, I could see how you believed it. So he convinces three of his college friends that he's like this British spy. He literally goes on the run with them, with at least one of them, for 10 years. 10 years. This poor woman, she was in college. She wasn't a, a dummy by any means. Anyway, he the whole, I, I, at first you think, okay, he wants the money. He's out to get, make money, which he is. But it's also that he's just this like sinister monster i don't know what is his deal that he would treat people like this but really the the most you know cruel and shocking part of this is the kids there's two a brother and a sister whose mom hooks up with him and she's still missing yeah well you say missing well they know she's alive she's with him yeah she's with him well so we think and maybe she's with him not by choice. We just don't know. But anyway, it's a really good docuseries. It is. It's yeah, well done. It a, True crime. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Again. It's it's you but get it's so, so mad. The, you literally, that one lady was 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 quote unquote in hiding from her family for ten years, years because he she told left her college. What was it? The IRA yeah. was the, going to target the mind her. Mind games were crazy, and that she had to pay him to stay safe. Right, he, and, and he, she did. Yeah. And her family did. It's how crazy! Awful. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't it's, disagree. It's, yeah, it's on it's, Netflix, it's, it's right? Three, just three, three episodes on Netflix. So one yeah. of those, three, you know, you're in and out, and it's a really good thing to watch. Tom, I'll give you a real quick one here. This is a movie, not a series. It's Pig, starring Nicolas Cage, and I mean this one. 
What his, the his, hell are okay, you talking really? about? Really? You're recommending this? No, that is from The Wicker Man. But I wanted oh, to illustrate that Nicolas Cage is much more, much more demure, much uh, smaller performance from him. People thought this was going to be like John Wick. It is not, but it is a really great movie about food, grief, and learning to heal. Ooh. Interesting. Wait. I'm actually looking for. Are you familiar? There is a Nicolas Cage movie coming out very soon called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yeah, where he plays, he plays himself. Him, no, he oh, plays he himself. himself. He plays Nicolas Cage, this actor with all this great promise who does a lot of really bad movies and owes the government a hell of a lot of money. That's the Nicolas Cage story. It's amazing. It's called The. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Don't get me wrong, but I'm looking forward to it. I love Nicolas Cage. It's fantastic. As Even much, when he's as bad. As much as Ryan Reynolds. And, no, uh, not nearly as much as just Jason Bateman Jason and Ryan Bateman. Reynolds. He would be in the second tier out there. Hey, Nick Gale is standing by. And Nick, I know that you're paying attention to possible unrest in the city again today. Good morning and a happy Friday. It's uh, Bruce and Judy with you. And uh, have you made your Valentine's Day plans yet? I am wide open. Okay, hint, well, hint. then this uh, this might turn out well for you. Joining us right now is Jimmy McHugh. Uh, Jimmy, first off, good morning to you. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Judy. How are oh, you? Oh, good. You have a show coming up at uh, Klein Creek Golf Club, Saturday, February 12th, which is going to be the Valentine's night, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, um, dinner at 6, show at 7.30. And I wanted to talk a little bit about what it's like doing comedy in this day and age, Jimmy. I mean, you are a native. You're from here. Is I got a question. But I'm going to start out. Is COVID funny? Are there COVID jokes? Do people laugh at it? Well, as you can imagine, it's a dividing line. And some people that, uh, you know, either take it real serious, which we all should. Uh, you know, it's probably not an area because it has a tendency to divide your audience. So, um, you know, I think we're all done with it. Um, <laughs> You're here. You know, <clears throat> you know, when I first got on stage, I should say the second time I got on stage after the COVID situation set everything down. You know, I was basically like, hey, what you guys doing? How was your St. Patty's Day? Because it was basically about a year later <laughs> that I was able to get on stage. So let's yeah. just continue the conversation. Hey, Bruce, I want to tell you, you're, you're very much a man after my own desires, because I know I was listening earlier. Yes, you know, sir. So you have a diet. I also have a diet, maybe a little different than your plan. What's yours? So I, you know, maybe some of your listeners want to take it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not espousing anything, but. Uh, it's 14 light beers and a bag of chips. There you go. Nice. Right. Yeah. Well, I can get on. I can get all over that. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you sleep enough, you, you lose weight when you sleep, don't yeah. you? I think. Uh -huh. <laughs> hey. So and plus, you're talking about Ozark. I'm into that. Isn't oh, it great? It, it is great. But I will tell you, you you never. I mean, this is kind of sad. I know you meant it's violence, but 
the situation is when you start rooting for people to get taken out of a show, that's, I don't know if that's good or bad, but you know what I mean? I mean, you're really, hoping but you, want, you do want some out. people to catch a bullet in that show. Don't you, Jimmy? Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. You, we, we all have our fingers pointed and uh, there's some great characters. Love it. It's, you know, you kind of wish they had a little bit more of a moral conscience, but no one, no one seems to have one there. So Not at and all. it's just amazing how much I, how I shock myself that I can get down to their level. Like, yeah, I got no problem being just like sleazy like these people. Oh, yeah, I'd launder money for a drug cartel in the Ozarks. By the way, I'm available. Uh, I just throw it out there. I want a wall of money where I can just go in there and, you know, get a couple thousand dollars worth of cash all the time. So, Jimmy, if COVID isn't that funny, what is, like, where, what's the one thing you know that you can always get the laugh about? I mean, what, what makes, what does everyone laugh about? Well, I think we all laugh about common experiences. You know, we all we all have the same common experiences, whether we believe it or not. One of the ones that happened to me the other day um, probably happened to you. We had a bunch of snow coming yep. in. Um, I ran out of windshield wiper fluid. You ever have this problem happen? Oh. Yeah. What did you do? Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, and I don't have one of those cars like tells you like when it's getting low. No, <laughs> you just, it's, it's just out. You're out. Yeah. And then I'm trying to sit there and see if I can see through my windows, which you can't. No. And then you hit the wipers, and then it turns into this little, you know, uh, yucko stuff, whatever it is. And then you're trying to reach out the window. And then I'm trying to get about three inches from the guy in front of me who doesn't understand my problem just so I get some of the spray from his tires <laughs> to go on my window. So just so I can attempt to try to see him so I don't ram into him. <laughs> the things that you do, and again, this is relatable for especially for people from Chicago. You know, when you you, you travel as a comedian, and there's a, there's a whole circuit out there, and there's uh, you get to go to a lot of different places. Do you find yourself having to defend Chicago to people around the country? <clears throat> no, because I'll tell them I'm from Chicago, and they know that I can get them hurt. So <laughs> I don't, don't mess with you. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> hey, I know peoples. You know what? I know people. Not for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I by the way, die. I want to tell, I, I know you guys were talking about this earlier, and I thought this was uh, What's that? something that I did. I, you know, I like playing tricks on my family, and maybe you guys can do this too. You guys talked about 23andMe earlier. Yes. And how people want to go back and check their roots, and this is great. Uh, I turned the tables on my son when he was younger, and I said, I said, no, we're going to submit your DNA. We're going to see how closely re- related you are to Michael Jordan. <laughs> How'd that turn out? I hooked him in on that, and then we found out he only has a four-inch vertical jump, so now he's playing golf. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Better in the long run, to say the least. Hey, Jimmy McHugh, again, is going to be performing live, doing a little dinner and a show at the Klein Creek Golf Club. It's happening Saturday night, a week from tomorrow, Saturday night, February 12th, uh, and you can... Uh, you can get your tickets now. As a matter of fact, if you want to go, we're we're giving away tickets. Do you mind if we give away nice some tickets to the Valentine's show, Jimmy? Valentine's Day that would be uh, special. Perfect. Outs- and make sure people check out the Klein Creek Golf Course Facebook page, and you can get your tickets there too. So outstanding. Well, if if you would like to go on, on Jimmy, these are Jimmy's tickets. For God, I don't have any tickets. Jimmy's got the tickets. Uh, hit us up at three one two five nine one eighty nine hundred three one two five nine one eighty nine hundred. You know, since you've been listening all morning, I'm curious. Do you have a take on the Bears leaving? What do you think about the Bears leaving Chicago or leaving Soldier Field behind? Well, as, you know, as a Chicagoan, I, want- I mean, you know. 
I, th- I think they want to go do it. I think it's probably a better financial plan for them to go to Arlington Heights. You know, the infrastructure is right there. You got 53. You can get people mm-hmm. in and out. So it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, I'm sure the city of Chicago is going to do what, what they can to try to keep them there. It, to me, you know, I don't know. It's not the Chicago Bears unless you're playing at Soldier Field. Yeah. That's just, that's just me. So I'm with you on that. It, 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 it's, it's still the Bears, maybe, but maybe not the Chicago well, Bears. They say to the Chicago Bears, I might be okay with it. Give up your Arlington Heights Bears. Like, it doesn't ring. No, no. It doesn't have, have they ring. have to say the Chicago Bears. Yeah. I mean, a lot of football teams aren't in the actual city, right? They're... They're on the outskirts, they and they still, the suburbs, yeah. Though. So I, I don't know. I'm a little bit okay with it. Hey, Jimmy, I know, but it's iconic. It's iconic. To I know, field. but it, it is also the smallest field in the NHL or in the uh, in the NFL. So yeah. you know they're not getting the revenue that they would like. So yeah, it makes it makes economic sense to go to Arlington Heights. That's all I'll say. I don't know necessarily it's the right move, but on an economic level, it probably makes a lot of sense. I get it. Hey, Jimmy, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for getting up with us. Oh, you're very welcome. Hope people come out next week, Saturday. It's a great show. Myself, Patty Vasquez, and uh, Jerry Walski. A wonderful show. You will have a great time. I guarantee it. Absolutely. And it's a wonderful place to see a show. Uh, here, here. We've been out there. It's a oh, fantastic place. Oh, it's beautiful. Place. I love that place. Absolutely. He's uh, Jimmy McHugh, the Klein Creek Golf Club, Valentine's Day dinner and comedy show. If you didn't already have your plans, do it now. Boom, boom. I or can I hear no more. Hey, good morning to you. A happy Friday. It's Bruce and Judy. Take this job and shove it. One woman, maybe she lucked out in this sense, Right. Imagine applying for a job at a grocery store. Harris, Te- let's throw him under the bus. Harris Teeter. Never heard of him. Yeah, they're a East Coast chain. Hmm. Um, but Mariano's. Nothing special about Harris Teeter. I want to assure you. Even less so now. Yeah. Um, you apply for a gig, and you leave them your phone number. Hey, you know, I filled out a job app. This, that, and the other. And the hiring manager, the boss at the grocery store, calls back and leaves you a voicemail. A voicemail that sounds like this. What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, I want his voicemail. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Nye, and I'm back with another ranking oh. banger. I'm sorry, I couldn't answer the phone. Please leave your name, number. Yeah, you know I like. Yeah, what happened? Yeah. Uh. Yes, Miss Jones. I recommend if you apply for a job and you expect somebody to call you, that you have a more appropriate uh, <laughs> response on your uh, voicemail. So uh, thank you for applying, and no need to give us a call back here at Harris Theater. Thank you, man. Bye. What was, okay, listen, I've heard some outgoing voicemail messages that are inappropriate. I didn't think hers was that no, bad. It's are kind you of fun and, uh, you know, what's up, what's up? It's yeah. your girl, you know, I'm, okay. I find what's nothing offensive that? about it. Nothing wrong with and it. And if you are. By the like, way, she's applying for a, a job at a freaking grocery, grocery store. store. That was my first okay, thing. It's like, not Supreme dude. Court justice. Yeah. he uh, He's a little bit up on himself there. I'm like, uh, really, do you not need workers at your a grocery store? Uh, by the way, I worked in one. It's really hard. So why does she need to? She sounds actually... She sounds very fun and energetic and, and friendly. I put her right in customer service because I've been to those customer service places. They well, could use her. I heard his voicemail first. She posted his voicemail first. His, oh. His answer. Right. And so I was thinking, oh, my God. 
you know, was she like cussing up a storm in hers or something? You know, is she, you know, dropping f bombs or whatnot? And then she put up her voicemail, and I was like, I don't get it. I maybe I missed yeah, something not in there. To mention, okay, okay, maybe a couple years ago you could act like that, dude. Do you not need workers? You know how hard it is. To, this is someone who wants to work at your store. Yeah, you would think. She, you know, good for her. She didn't get the job. Yeah, she might have dodged Good the bullet. Good for her. Oh, absolutely. Not even, not even getting that job. So, man, I, I mean, I think mine's worse than hers. What is yours? Uh, Why are you calling me? I'm busy. <laughs> mine's... I, I haven't listened to it in a while. I don't call myself very often. <laughs> but the last one was basically along the lines of... Uh, my voice, I have to... I'm going to paraphrase it because obviously I don't remember it specifically. But it says... Um, Hi, it's Bruce. Uh, there are roughly eight ways that you can contact me on this phone that don't involve leaving a message. Use one of those. Okay. Beep. No one's calling you back. I hope yeah. not. Yeah, you need to find I his phone number and play not. that on the radio. Are I you kidding me? Want, and by the way, my voicemail is full, so it says you can't leave a message anyway. I hate that. And my voicemail has been full since 2014. <gasps> I looked Believe it, up. it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. There you go. Okay, I could, I totally appreciate people who go above and beyond on their voice. I really yeah. do. It puts me in a good mood. I leave a message. If I'm mad at them, I'm not mad anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, you ever email. get the one Send where somebody's, uh, you know, they're like, the message is basically, hey, hello. Hey, can you speak up? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't stupid. hear you. Oh, I hate those. Sorry, yeah. what'd you say? No, that just makes me mad. <laughs> then I Beep. just get mad. Yeah. I got Bill Curtis to record mine. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Nice. Bill Curtis. Yeah, at one point he was, he was kind enough to help me out there. Really? Yeah, I don't. I, but then I changed phones, and I think it's gone. I've been Ouch. like searching for it for years. Yeah. Oh. Michael Gray has a what was it? Pam's that used to do uh, the old radio stuff. I think he's got like yeah. a jingle on here. It's like an actual you reach the phone of Michael Gray. <laughs> <laughs> Get the jingle singers to sing yours. Now oh. I feel but mine is so what? boring. I'm going to have to pump mine up a little what bit. What do people expect from a voicemail message? Uh, hello. You have reached the phone number yeah. of Tom Hush. Yeah, I don't even get that far. They I've don't. They don't expect to. They don't expect to be scolded, though, Bruce. I can tell you that because that well, to me sounds you, like there is eight different you're ways that you them. can. No, but that's not. I, I don't want to talk to anybody that has to leave a voicemail. They're outside of my. That, that is not. Mm. I, that is not a person I choose to Note interact self, with. No, don't you, call Bruce. Well, you yeah. can call. You, you would want. rather I'll text. pick up. Or you can send a text, an email, a WhatsApp, a Facebook message, an Instagram. Okay. You, there's a million different ways Wait, you can contact smoke me. Signals. Can I, I send a carrier? I would prefer smoke, smoke signals over to okay. a voicemail. What about this? This is what happens to me. I, I do. I'll, I'll t I text. I'll be texting. I, this just happened to me. My friend Carolyn, because we're taking a trip together, so we got a lot of texting, texting, texting. I realize my text is now. 15 lines long, I just finally call her. Yeah. And she or she calls me and says, Jesus, this is, we got to talk before, you know. Now, what about that, Bruce? If you're texting, texting, and it's you, you, you get to the point where you Send need to talk. 
Send now you sent an email. Well, what's but talking? Put it in an email. There are times where talking mm. is just the best. What if I wrote you, a dear recourse? John? Mm. You know, dear, dearest Bruce. Just text I'm it. writing to you yeah, from the front lines. I don't read okay, any more than a line or two into it anyway. So what difference play. does it make? The I'm only not time get to the this works is when your girlfriend wants to break up with you. Well, Boom. Man, mm. that's right? a solid argument in there. Yeah. Absolutely. Can't I leave call, a voice and then I get that message and I would say, all right, yeah, I'll text you in just a second here. <laughs> Hold on. Just ghost them. Forever. I mean, that, that's not a bad way. I think people put too much hate on ghosting. I think it's a good way to end. It's a, it's a, we used to call that an Irish goodbye. You know? Oh, really? I think that's a good idea. Yeah, where you're just okay, kind of just the leave. Irish, the out. Irish goodbye mm-hmm. is only acceptable like at parties and funerals. Why? Why not? Yeah. We get, let's adapt it into everyday not life. Not at a party that you brought your girlfriend to from your cousin's mm-hmm. party that she can't get home from and you ghosted. We got an Uber these days. You, know um, you two don't deserve voicemail. I uh, uh, I didn't know that I was doing Irish goodbye because I have a a, a plan slash theory for events where I if I if I have to go somewhere. The rule is you say hi to everyone. You say goodbye to no one. So everybody saw you. Everybody met you. Nobody saw you leave. Nobody can go, oh, yeah, he said yeah. he was goodbye to me. So you, hey, how you doing? Hey, great. To, 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 and then just walk yeah, out the door. That's the Irish goodbye. Yeah. yeah. And what I never say name? goodbye. You could yeah. say bye to some people. And some but, people like, yeah, you're hey, where's Bruce? He was here just a second ago. He must be in the back. Yeah. I just never he say goodbye. Evaporated. Sometimes I tell one person so that person can tell everyone. Oh, they she had to go. Hey, good morning to you and a happy Friday. We'll jump into the 8 o'clock hour. And coming up at 845, a preview of your weekend weather. ABC 7 meteorologist Tracy Butler is going to join us. But don't worry, we've asked her to replace all the words snow and cold with sunshine and lollipops. We'll see how that goes, Judy. (laughs) Hey, what food makes your hometown unique? Let us know your hometown delicacy after 830 at 312-5900. And a SpaceX rocket will be making a crash landing on the moon. I mean, will we at least get to see it? Space expert Rod Pyle joins us in just a few minutes to explain it all. But first, if you're working around the house, you're stuck on that one thing, that project, that thing you can't seem to fix, don't panic. Our fearless newsman, Nick Gale, has your back in a little thing we like to call Nick Knows Best. One bright and sunny morning in the early 1970s, the sandy yet rich soil of Glenview, Illinois, began to shake and rumble. Then, from a crack in the earth, appeared a skin and bones baritone, the WLSAM Carhartt sweetheart named Nick Gale. Ah, good morning. Anybody got a light? Now he's here on the air to answer questions from one and all because Nick knows best. You've posted curiosities on social media. Now prepare to have the gaps between your tiles filled with the grout of Nick knowledge. Nick knows best. The Bruce St. James Show on WLSAM 890 presents Nick Knows Best. I can't get away from the grout of Nick knowledge. <laughs> it's really I just think that's too fantastic. much heist there. No, I think we're underselling. Oh my god! Uh, because Nick is the guy that I go to if I have any questions whatsoever. And speaking of grout, it's one of the mm-hmm. questions, right? Uh, yeah. yeah th- uh, thank you for sending these in, by the way. Right. You can uh, put them up on our socials, uh, Facebook, Twitter, etc. You can uh, ask your questions. You can even call 312-591-8900. All right. So first question for Nick. Oh, is about grout, of course, and it comes to us from 
Tim R. Bathroom grout is turning yellow. Uh Any way to get it bright white again? I swear to God, I'm so sick of this. Okay. You better have you you better have an answer, Nick. Tinged. Tinged, yeah, yellow. It gets it gets icky. Mine actually gets blackish. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in my case, I guess I would just stop smoking in the shower. Hey, no. But- <laughs> We're not going to do but we know that's not going to happen. Oh. So, You know, there are readily available grout cleaners out there that you can find at the hardware store, and you all of them are going to require, require some elbow grease, right? So right. you put this cleaner on, and you kind of got to scrub it with a stiff brush. But uh, in the... Uh, in the faith of the world and keeping environmentally, uh, you know, positive. Oh boy, here we go. I, I took to the interwebs. Yeah. And found uh, a couple of, um, solutions you can make at home if you don't want to run out and buy Homemade them. Homemade grout cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. This is interesting. This is actually from Good Housekeeping. So I, I think I would trust this. Um, one of them is you can mix some, uh, bleach with a gallon of water, three quarters cup of bleach with a gallon of water. Okay. Make sure you got your rubber gloves on and you Please. can apply that to the grout. And let it sit for a little bit, and then go ahead and hit it with a stiff brush, and then uh, rinse it off. You can bleach your grout. Can do it. Yeah, basically. And then if you think about it, you know, there's these toothpastes out there with hydrogen uh, peroxide in them that whiten your teeth. Yeah. Well, same principle here with oh. baking soda and hydrogen peroxide. You can mix that into a paste and kind of get that smeared into the grout lines. Leave it sit. Do a little brush and rinse. And that can kind of whiten the grout as well. I did not know that. Nick yeah. knows best. Hey, Jenny D has a question for you. Uh, Jenny says her sink is backing up due to maybe it's a busted garbage disposal. What's the quickest way to clear out a backed up sink? Yeah, so you can try and remove the uh, food scraps. I'm not going to recommend to use your hand down in there. I'm uh, terrified to put my sued. hand in there. I'm right, terrified. but I don't care where the switch for the disposal is. Your other is. hand is going to put the switch on. I don't know yeah. what's going to happen, but I think that once I get my hand past those little rubber thingies, yeah. it's going to yeah. start up. I just I won't put my hand in there. Yeah, I mean, and we've all done it, right? To to pull something out of there, but um, you can use a shop vac, you know, a wet dry vac, if you want oh, to try and get that great stuff idea. out. But now, if you have like some standing water in there, you can try doing it. You know, hit it with a plunger. Uh, you know, take your plunger and you can kind of plunge a little bit and see what happens. And sometimes that'll release oh, wow. any food particles that are trapped. And if if you're still having problems, you might want to check the P-trap underneath because that the can what? be clogged up with the P-trap, the little um, loopy thing underneath your sink. It holds water to keep gases from backing up. How the hell am I pipes. supposed to check that? Uh, well, they, they're, you can disconnect them. You know, really? get a bucket under there, and you can disconnect either end, and then you can kind of see. Sometimes that gets, that's very common in um, bathrooms where they'll, they'll get clogged where up. Where the little, the little U-shaped like shape yeah. thing, the, the little yep. bendy, the yep. bendy You need part. to turn the water off first. It's called a P-trap, by the way. Yes, turn the water off. Turn the water off first. That's always <laughs> Turn the water off. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to get pretty wet. Um, you know, and there's this other thing, too. All, or most of these garbage disposals have a, a, a built-in circuit breaker. So a lot of times somebody thinks, oh, man, the thing's not working. Well, look for a little red button, and sometimes that'll reset oh, just it. reset it. And then, you know, there's a way to manually turn these, too. The no. insincorator, which is yeah, yeah, really yeah. a very Classic. popular model, right? So you use, like, an Allen wrench under there, and there's a slot for it. And you can turn it, because sometimes they just get caught up. Something got caught up in there. Can you so come you can over kind and of do this, that by way. the way, for sure. me? I'm just, okay, yeah. just going to say, I've, we've already exceeded. There was Allen wrenches involved in the, you yeah. lost me in there.
Well, Nick, and I have to know: Are you? Do you like garbage disposals? Because most do you plumbers like garbage do disposals? Not. No, a, a buddy of mine who's a plumber uh, calls it his money maker. Because oh, <laughs> really? Like it. Yeah, but they yeah, they, it's really. A lot of plumbers are like, "Don't put one in." If you really? Don't have one, don't. Yeah, they don't. They hate them. I never they, heard that before. I don't know yeah, why, not, but they think they're unnatural. Okay, all right. Well, they're unnatural. Because, <laughs> well, because you you can clog up your pipes, sure. uh, depending on what you put. You know, like one of the worst things you can do is anything that's kind of like starchy, like um, potato peels. Those things kind of gum up your pipes. I do so know that. So stuff like that you don't want to put down a disposal. It's Nick, called Nick so Knows Best because Nick knows everything. And we've got, uh, I think we have time for one more question, Judy. Len W. He's decided, oh, well, just in time, it is a good time for a snowblower. Any tips on what brand or type? Ooh. Uh, there are different That's types really of snowblowers, aren't yeah. there? There are. You know, I'm still driving around the 74 John Deere with the front mount single stage. But uh, single mount. if you can't find one of those. It's a John Deere. It's a John Deere. Yeah, it's, it's a John Deere. Yeah. Um, you know, it all depends on how much snow you got to clear. Ooh. And there's a lot of these uh, electric ones that are coming out now. They run like on a, a battery pack like you'd see on a drill. Oh, really? Like a cordless drill, drill oh, or something? You gas. can plug the battery pack yeah. into it. <gasps> yeah. So your pros and cons are like those will run you like 30 to 45 minutes on a charge. And they don't don't handle as much snow mm-hmm. as a traditional gas-powered snowblower. But um, just kind of looking around, Toro makes uh, a really good uh, two-stage. And then they're saying that the Ego Power... Plus is uh, a line of uh, electric wow. snowblowers um, that uh, kind of does a, a fairly good job. But again, you know, with gas, you're never going to run out. You're going to finish a job with the, uh, the job. rechargeable ones. You got to, mm. you know, either have some extra batteries or well, Nick, you know, I, take I, a smoke break. I, I, I would only tell you that uh, I don't know if, if I'm speaking for anyone else out there, but I wasn't going to spend more than 30 minutes doing it anyway. So uh, right. <laughs> maybe maybe that battery uh, life uh, yeah. will, will come to the natural close of, why didn't you do more? That's all I can do. <laughs> I'm sorry. Experience. That's all I can do. Nick knows best. Nick, thank you for your tips. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Yeah, Nick's place runs like a top, oh. as you can well imagine. <laughs> We had a couple to choose from. I'm not sure where you're going with that. Outstanding. Hey, good morning. It's Bruce and Judy. Happy Friday to you. Uh, DJ Tom over there picking that, all right? Little Rocket Man for you. You could have done that, you know. You could have gone a uh, variety of different ways. A little Bowie, maybe. Could have you know, gone Star Bowie. Could have gone Bowie. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think uh Walking on the Moon, the police. See? I think there's an REM song about the moon. Well, why are we talking about... The moon. That's because SpaceX is headed to the moon. The private, semi-private uh, partnership, uh, uh, space exploration company. And joining us to understand maybe why they're doing it is Rod Pyle. He's editor-in-chief of Ad Astra magazine. Good morning, Rod. Happy Friday. Good morning and happy Friday to you. How are you today? Excellent. So um, what exactly is happening? And should the moon be concerned? <laughs> <laughs> should we well, be concerned? No, we shouldn't be concerned. The The moon probably ought to be a little alarmed if it was awake. But unless you believe what they told us in the almost unwatchable movie Moonfall that's coming oh, out this weekend, God. <laughs> the moon probably won't notice. So, um, you know, SpaceX has had plans for the moon for, for, for many years. Mm-hmm. They're going to be doing a, a, a loop around the moon with a Japanese space tourist and eight of his closest friends in a couple of years. So <laughs> the fact that they're going there isn't new, but how they're doing it this time is this was a rocket they launched in 2015 called the Falcon nine. 
It was a high-altitude NASA satellite. Normally, their upper stages just come back and burn up. Sure. Because this one was so far up, so high in orbit, it's been wandering around the space between the Earth and the Moon for the last seven years. And finally, just coincidentally, uh, is going to have an impact on the Moon on March 4th. Oh, so I, I, for some reason, was thinking this was going to be on purpose, but no, it's, it's, it's not at all. It's going to crash. <laughs> They've determined it's going to crash into the moon at some point. Yeah, on the far side. So, unfortunately, we won't be able to see anything from this side. I know. So it's not um, like the movie Armageddon. No, and, you know, even if it was on, on the near side, it probably we wouldn't see it anyway because it's just not that big an event. You can see it with the telescope, but not with the naked eye. But And when I say telescope, I mean a big a one, good one. Uh, not the kind I have in my garage. But it's going to impact on the far side. There are a couple of lunar orbiters going around the moon right now, one from India, one from the U.S. So they'll hopefully be able to image where it hit after it went down. But at least as I understand it right now, their orbits won't allow them to see it live. So, sorry. Rod Pyle is the editor-in-chief of Ad Astra magazine. Uh, Does this highlight maybe the issue of how much space junk is up there how much things are just floating around not just that we fired up but there's many other nations that have been doing some sort of space exploration so there's not much out by the moon but but your point is certainly relevant to what's happening around earth if you look at a computer simulation and the air force and other groups do this all the time you know the earth is encircled in this cloud of space crud Uh, ranging from many, many tons to something the size of a BB. But just so people get it, you know, the the shuttle almost lost a front window uh, a number of years ago because it was hit by a paint flake the size of a dime. So these things are moving so fast, even though they're they're innocuous day-to-day thinking, you know, paint flake, that's no big deal. But at that speed, you know, they carry a lot of energy. So, yeah, it is getting increasingly risky. And okay. if you all remember the movie Gravity. Hello. The Kessler syndrome is a bad thing. Yeah, that, wow. copy that. This is scary. You don't you, you don't sound too concerned that this this <laughs> satellite's going to hit the moon. So, okay, that makes me feel better. But, like, how big is it? What kind of impact is it going to make? Um, it's about four tons, and it impacts in just under 6,000 miles an hour. But, you know, the moon's a big... <laughs> A big, heavy thing. Yeah, right? It is, so yeah. It's not going to knock the moon off its orbit or anything. Coming down in, in my house, it's okay. Yeah. You know, on Earth, fortunately, we have a fairly dense atmosphere, so when things re-enter, even as big as, as Skylab in the 70s, they tend to burn up. On the moon, you don't have any of that. So, yeah, if you were on the moon in a station then you should be worried. <laughs> We're not there yet. We're talking to Rod Pyle again, the editor-in-chief of Ad Astra magazine. Well, we do have something at, uh, in the near future. It's going to come crashing back down. The International Space Station is, I hate to use the term scheduled, but NASA says, yeah, we think it's going to hit the Pacific Ocean sometime in about 10 years from now. So it is actually a scheduled thing, just oh. so people understand. So when Skylab came down, there was a plan, this is 1979, there was a plan to bring it down in an or- ordered fashion. That failed because various things, the atmosphere expanded a bit more than we had expected it to and all that. So Skylab came down uncontrolled, and that was scary. And yeah. it broke up over... over like Australia, Australia and stuff, didn't it? Yeah. 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 
And not many big pieces, but the, the International Space Station is substantially bigger than I was going to say, it's a really big thing up there, isn't it? Yeah, it's the size of a football field, about a million pounds. Nice round number, right? <laughs> wow. So, so the original plan was to take it apart because the Russians wanted their toys back. They oh, supplied a number of modules. We supplied a number of modules. They said, we want our stuff back. We're going to do things. But now that we've extended the operational life of this thing to 2030, there hasn't been much noise from the Russian sense about, you know, so now it's like, okay, just get rid of it. Because the whole thing's at that point going to be 30 years old, right? It's been around for a long time. Hardware ages quickly in space. So the plan is, as I understand it, to deorbit it in one piece, but they hook a rocket engine up to it and push it at just the right time so it comes down in what they call the Great Pacific Graveyard. And if you've ever seen the right orientation of the Earth to look at the Pacific, it covers almost half the planet, so right. it's a great big area. So just don't be there fishing. You know? Copy that! I'll keep and, that in mind. And I know it's a big area, but I just feel like it's pollution. No? Well, you know, there's not much. They vet everything out, so it's it's just metal. You know, there's some residual okay. chemicals. All right, stuff, acceptable. But, I mean, compared to a ship sinking that's filled with fuel, mm. this is nothing, right? right. It just well, makes a big splash, but what a show it will be. That it will be, absolutely. Again, there's all kinds of things flying through space, some of them hitting the moon, some of them hitting Earth soon. And uh, <laughs> and you know what, Rod? We're going we're gonna to keep you on our speed dial so that uh, you can Excellent. make sure to keep us updated if anything's headed towards Chicago. We appreciate it. Thanks, Just Rod. remember, if you see a spot and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, it's time to run. Run! <laughs> run! <laughs> He's Rod Pyle, the editor-in-chief of Ad Astra Magazine. Good morning to you. A happy Friday. It's uh, Bruce and Judy. Thinking about your hometown, thinking about your neighborhood, what food, what dish are you famous for? What do they do better in your neck of the woods than they do anywhere else? You got something you want to share with us? 312-591-8900. DJ Tom, where did you grow up? So I grew up in Crystal Lake, Illinois, six zero okay. northwest Florida. suburbs. Hello, <laughs> I, I, I'm ready. Is Crystal to call Lake fam- famous for a food? Um, well, it's famous got, for a lake. Yeah, we famous got that. for a lake. Hence <laughs> the term Crystal, Crystal lake. lake and a regatta <laughs> and the cardboard cup regatta, mm-hmm. of course, which I did participate in as a child. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily famous for a particular food, but we've got some great places. Like my favorite every summer, and I think for anybody who lives in Crystal Lake. You understand, it's the freeze. Everybody hangs out oh, at the yeah. freeze. Off of 14. Right mm-hmm. there, right there. And it's it's such an amazing place. The I remember I took my Uncle Jared, who's this older fellow from Ireland. And man, does he have a sweet tooth. It's unbelievable. 
And we bring, we bring him to the freeze. He was hanging out with us for the day. We went to the beach and he's like, we want to go get some ice cream. And they had this kind of crazy Sunday thing, parfait, I don't know what to call it. Big 16 ounce cup, whipped cream, the whole thing. And I, I remember him looking, at me, oh, I don't, what, what, what is that? What is it? What's all in that? I was like, I don't know. There's is that cream. an Irish accent? Yeah, that's how he talks. Okay, oh, double checking. There. I just wanted to make sure <laughs> yeah, for those of you following. No, I wasn't it having a stroke. Okay, um, I wasn't sure. <laughs> but he's like, oh, what's all that then? And he's like, oh, well, it's ice cream. It's you know chocolate. Well, I'll have one of those. Then. Oh, dang. that sounds quite good. <laughs> sounds quite put, good. Did you put some Bailey's in it for him? Oh, yeah. at least. I wish. Okay, I think I'm he might sorry, have had some. And I'm sorry. What's the freeze? The freeze, it's it's kind of like a, so like a Dairy like Queen. A, okay, but yeah. it's not a Dairy a Queen, right? Dip. It is, is it not a, a Dairy Queen. Okay. No. It's, it's, you know, it's the freeze. It's the freeze. You know, like when John Mellencamp was, it was like sucking on a chili dog outside the Tasty Freeze. Tasty Freeze. Oh, kind of like tasty that. Freeze. But okay. it's not a Tasty Freeze. But this see, is just called the freeze. freeze. So those are like knockoffs, right, of Dairy Queen? I guess so, yeah. As much as selling ice cream would be a knockoff of, of Dairy Queen. But yeah, mm. basically. There's okay. also, uh, yeah, th- basically, that's the place to go. That's where people would hang out on summer and and just have a great time. So if you're in Crystal Lake, I, I'd say definitely check out And the by freeze. the way, I mentioned Dairy Queen. I just passed one on the way in, and there was a big sign out. See you in February. Ooh, that's this month. I love it. When Dairy Queen opens, boom, summer's here. Yeah, We're done yeah, with winter. You shouldn't have to get a snowblower to get to the Dairy Queen, though. <laughs> Like I can barely, barely uh, see the sign because of the pile of snow. It but seems I did like see a it. bit of a misnomer. <laughs> well, in my town, um, we do have a Dairy Queen in Lombard, and it's an old one, and it is kind of cool. It, it's kind of cool to have an old-type Dairy Queen. They just have, like, two benches outside. That's the only place you can sit, and you have to just go up, walk up to the counter, and order the window, as yeah. it were. So, but it's, you know, Dairy Queens, they pretty much have the, the same thing. We do have a restaurant in, in Lombard, the corridor, which does serve egg rolls and not your, not your standard egg roll. Not it what is, I think of as when nope, I say egg roll. It's a huge egg, egg roll, roll with some shrimp fried rice and a, nope, no, nope, that's not nope, what we're talking nope. about. This one has Italian beef and hot jardinier inside. And it is, oh, and of course it comes with the little au jus that you can dip in as well. You can dip your egg roll? Oh, you've got to dip your Italian beef because I like mine wet. And they can only make it so wet inside. It's got to be, you've got to dip the whole thing in there. And then they have my favorite, a Reuben egg roll. Reuben egg roll. To die for. What is this place called again? It's the Corridor Kitchen and Tap in Lombard. Uh Right there on St. Charles. Okay. Delish. Interesting. Uh, you know, you got to think about all these different places. You know, when you think about Chicago, is it is it just too trite, you know, when you say pizza? No, but if I had to say for Chicago, I would say hot dogs over pizza. I don't think the rest of the country thinks of Chicago and hot dogs as much as they think of Chicago and pizza. Yeah. Chicagoans would probably think of it more with hot dogs, but you're right. Outside Chicago, it's probably pizza. Famous for pizza. Yeah. Well, because all we, all the, they talk about deep dish all the time, even though that but, is but not I was going to say, style. well, this is the debate. There what do is. you mean? Where, yes, it is. No, no it's thin crust tavern thin style. Thin crust tavern style cut into squares right. just but as where God was, intended. It, where was pizza invent, a deep dish invented in Chicago, right? It was invented right? here, yeah, but that's okay. not Chicago. Right. Like, no, no, no. Chicago style is always tavern style. Yeah. We're trying to make the tourists fat yeah like us and then yeah. we eat the skinny stuff yeah oh, um the thinner the better oh it's and you know what? amazing stuff the Thin best greasy. The, the best the best pizza you should almost be able to see through it you know that, i mean well like don't go thin. that far i like st louis Damn. style i like it thin. Oh, i like it yeah. crispy 
And I and wanted then. I wanted delivered to me in a paper bag. Mm-hmm. If you're from Chicago, you know what I mean by that. You know what I mean, it's a white bag. It's very big, so you can put the round, thin pizza inside, and it's stapled on the end. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey William, there better, and there better be a spot of um, oil on there as well. William, what is, what is your town? What do you, what is your hometown famous for? What is that food or place that you want to sell? The Highland Queen up on 55th Street in Lagrange, countryside area. That area, I know. Yeah. It's and why? What? 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 Is there something on the menu I got to have? Oh, you've got to have their banana split. <laughs> oh, not, you say that's what they're famous for? Oh, absolutely. They they make some of the best stuff ever. It's good to talk to you guys. You know my WS family. I love you guys. So oh, well, we, we love you as well, William. Thank you for calling. I appreciate that. All right, the banana split. Now, if you the want, Highland Queen, if you want a banana split in Chicago, Margie's Candies. You guys know oh, about yeah, that place? Margie's. Over there on uh, Armitage Western, Damon, Milwaukee, that area. It's been there for, I don't know, a thousand years. They have a banana split. It's called something, maybe the Margie's split. It's one of those things that you see it on that TV show where he has to eat the whole thing. Man, <laughs> okay, man okay. versus food. Man versus, man versus food. It's, seriously, it's... Those, it's if but you, you finish it, do you get your picture on no, the wall? No, you don't get anything. Okay. If you don't finish it too bad, if you do, good for you. But it is, it's like a $75 banana split. It is huge. So you order one for the table and like nine of you eat it. Good grief. Yeah, but Margie's, Margie's is a staple. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Hey, well, hopefully you will enjoy eating this weekend and you guys can uh, can get into it and have some of the things that your either neighborhood or your hometown are absolutely famous for. Uh, don't do it while watching the Pro Bowl, though. No. It's only football. It's on this weekend and it's horrific. It's, Why? Not, it's unwatchable. You don't want to vomit. You know? It's unwatchable. What's wrong with the Pro Bowl? It's like a bad practice. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it all the best players? Yeah, not playing their uh, best yeah, by any stretch. Oh, they're see. kind of just hanging out. They're like yeah. playing flag football. It's, if that, yeah, if that, it's it's <laughs> it's an abomination unto football. It, uh, yeah. So wait till next weekend when the Super Bowl's on. Don't watch the Pro Bowl. This but I just use the football game as an it's an excuse to make an appetizer. There so. you go. Hey, your weekend weather in front of us. What can we be looking forward to? And is maybe some of the big snow behind us? We're going to be checking in with ABC7 meteorologist Tracy Butler coming up next on 890 WLS. There you go. This is going to be uh, Tracy's theme song. Uh, good morning to you. Happy Friday. It's uh, Bruce and Judy and Tracy Butler from uh, ABC7 Meteorologist there. Uh, it's raining men, Tracy. Congratulations to you. You might want to get that in. Some, some breaking news. You might want to hurry up and run. I don't know what that'll look like on the graphic screen, for goodness sake. So, uh, yeah, that could be a very interesting graphic. And while right? I like the song uh, very much, it is not raining men out oh, there right thank now. Thank the so. maker. You know, we had a pretty, uh, pretty extreme weather week. I mean, if you think about it, and there's still tons of snow out there on the side of the roads. Some roads haven't even been, been plowed. Looking into this weekend, 
are we going to give a chance for this stuff to melt off at some point? Well, you know what? First of all, I like to refer to it as meteorologically exciting. Okay, you know, fair I, enough. <laughs> keeps you in a job, if nothing else, Tracy. <laughs> That's exactly. Uh, got to keep the paychecks. I got a yeah. kid in college now, so yeah. But um, so this weekend, I'm calling it kind of a fifty-fifty weekend. And no, I don't see significant melting coming our way this weekend. For so any listeners whose kids are eager to get outside, uh, yeah, and get on the sled. Hey, it is your weekend because okay. tomorrow, I say 50-50 tomorrow, I don't know what you prefer. Do you prefer sun and cold or milder and clouds? Is this rhetorical or do I have to answer? <laughs> I, I, yeah. yeah, I'm asking you the question. I'm taking a survey. I, so, Tracy, here's my issue. I have a fundamental problem. When I see the sun come up and it gets really sunny outside and the temperature goes down, I just have a fundamental issue with that. <laughs> well, then you're going to have an issue, my Got friend. It. Okay, <laughs> all right. Hey, you know, tomorrow morning, so you're going to wake up, you're going to see the bright sun, and you'll step out, and depending on where you are, the temperature will be 5 or 5 below. And then we'll see highs tomorrow. You know, we're going to try to get to 20 degrees tomorrow. I I think many areas are going to stay in the teens all afternoon. But then Sunday, we bring in more cloud cover, but at least we get to 30 degrees. How's that sound? Outstanding. Thank you so much, Tracy. Really appreciate your time. She's Tracy Butler, ABC7 meteorologist, taking a look uh, at this weekend. It'll be sunny but cold. And uh, as of right now, not a lot of snow in the forecast, so at least not measurable. Right. Because what we had this morning... I, I, there were some flakes they around. Said technically, it's snowing, but I don't call whatever the hell that is snowing. Like it's, when you see one Mother flake Nature, every few seconds Mother go Nature by. It's Mother Nature keeping us on our toes. Yeah, I assume that it's just falling off the buildings. You know what oh, I'm saying? I'm that like, that's not too. real snow. Could be too. You know, I still had to dodge the, the uh, craters uh, this morning because it was windy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so... Again, I don't know if putting up a sign that says, watch for falling ice, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that sign. It's information that just goes in one ear and out the other. That is until a five-chunk piece of ice goes through my brain. So I just don't. So, well, what that when they say watch for ice, because sometimes you hear it first. You hear, hear the crack? creaking or the cracking. Yeah, or that. Or you might hear the scream, and then you, the person behind you, and you can at least get out But, of like, the on the sidewalk and on the street here, you see the uh, the impact zones. Mm-hmm. You know, you see the, the big yeah. splash it's, where something uh, hit, and I'm like... hug the building. Again, it's like saving Private Ryan. If it's my... It's the bullets meant for me, it's meant for me. I just walk, and it, if it happens, it happens. There, there have been years where cars have been... Mm, Pretty destroyed. Damn, oh, ice. sure. Oh yeah. Windshields blown out. Oh, when you know, I see the when I see the pock mark, when I see the the uh, the, the the three foot by three foot zone yeah. of broken ice, I'm like, that probably was a pretty decent chunk yeah. of ice that came down. <laughs> and if I'd have been standing there, we'd have been having some issues. Right? Uh speaking of issues, your Chicago Bears. There are some leaked they're not really leaked. So I guess we gotta give a shout out to Cranes. Uh, that did a, it's called a FOIA, a Freedom of Information Act, and got some documents from the city of Chicago that maybe show that the uh, negotiations between the city of Chicago and your Chicago Bears are tepid at best. I don't even think we needed to see this text message or email. I guess it was an email from the Bears to the city saying, yeah, yeah. If you want to reschedule, here's what we have open. Um, we can talk about some stuff. Only because I think the fact that we just haven't even heard 
about anything says volume. Well, yeah, because sometimes is deafening. When you don't hear something, you're like, oh, they must be working behind the scenes. In this case, the fact that there hasn't been a lot of talk of keeping the Bears at Soldier Field is because nobody's talking about it between the Bears and the city, at least not right now. And and the Bears, as part of these, um, again, not leaked, but uh, emails that uh, Crane's got a hold of, um, they're very nice. They attached a PDF to it, the Chicago Bears. Uh, there was see a PDF. attachment. See, please see attachment. And please when you open advise. it up, it, it, it says, you know, that for them to basically stay at Soldier Field, um, the city's going to have to do a variety of things, a pretty long list of capital improvements. Um, and not just capital improvements, but also, I would call them areas of opportunity for Revenue the Bears sharing. to make money. Yeah. Well, but splitty, naming, I would call it splitty splitty. I mean, the Bears and the Packers are are they the only two teams that the stadium doesn't have a name? It's a sponsor. Oh, it doesn't have a sponsor. Naming rights. Oh. I, I mean, probably. I think yeah. it's. I think you have Lambeau Field and Soldier Field. Everything else is, you know, Petco.com. But those two names are kind of. You know what I'm saying? Are yeah, Lucas those, Oil this? Those I mean, two names are kind of sacred, right? It's you know Soldier Field yeah, and Lambeau. Yeah, but so and, were some of these other places until they. Yeah, so was Comiskey. Comiskey. Come on, Judy. Slapped a yeah, sponsor I, on I, it. I call. I still call it Comiskey, but you know, but it's guaranteed it, right now. It's, yeah, it was a lot it easier, is. and maybe it will be easy. Maybe there. I think there would be there would be some controversy over Soldier Field and. Quite frankly, if I don't ever have to hear Soldiers Field again, I'll be happy. <laughs> so there might be some, you're right, because it's it's a memorial to World War One soldiers, I believe. Yes. So, but you're right. There'll be a little hoopla, and then it'll die down, and then money. they'll rename it. What is it? Uh, Crypto.com or whatever just became the sponsor of formerly the Staples Center in yes. Los Angeles where the Lakers yeah. play and the Clip Dogs. Um, it's, it's like $10 million a year. Just oh, found money. Rights, yeah. Just, just to put your name on the outside of the building. I mean, the you know the Bears are looking at that and going, "There's ten million bucks we don't have." You yeah, know, I mean, the, they're and if the city can share in it, that's even better. Oh, I don't think they want to share a nickel of it. That's, I think, yeah, well, the Bears it's their want their stadium, this money, not the Bears, which so. is why the Bears want to build their own stadium yeah. so they don't right, have a city right. telling them you can't keep the money. But the I, Amazon but, Soldiers Field. Oh, oh look at that! Yeah, can I guess you if you that? keep soldiers in there, kind of like the Dusable Lakeshore Drive, you can do both. I guess. <laughs> Name it Dusable Soldiers Field. Yeah, <laughs> sponsored God. by Amazon. <laughs> Might be one of the reasons why you think we're going to hell in a handbasket. Don't worry, Judy says she can restore your faith in humanity hey meet the eco family who goes weeks without throwing out a single piece of garbage that's thanks to some epic amount of recycling and some savvy shopping now over the past two weeks 41 year old esther panaruba has only been forced to discard a balloon from a party the backing from a sheet of stickers and an old t-shirt she used to clean shoes with oh and a broken toy as well that's in two weeks' time. She began minimizing her family's waste when she moved and decided to leave all single-use items behind. The mom of two who lives in Catalonia shunned cling film and tinfoil and decided to buy everything she needed in bulk or from second-hand shops. Now, she says it's cheaper and you know that the item will continue being used instead of just thrown away. She is a great example of zero waste. 
And a mom is making it all happen. I'm just saying. Outstanding. Hey, there you go. Restoring your faith in humanity. Thank you for that, Judy. Also, thanks a lot to MG and the Posse and Mission Control. They uh, push buttons, make things happen over there. Don't ask me what they do. On the other side of the Double Pane Bulletproof class, she's Miranda, our infant producer. Shout out to you, all right? Hey, look at this. DJ Tom, hush your mouth over there on the wheels of steel all morning long. And Nick Gale, who's sticking around with the news, the traffic, and the weather you need to get through your weekend. At least get your Friday started, right? It's all coming up next right here on 890 WLS.